How you doing, folks? It's episode 91 of the Front Row Seat, back in action, here in this beautiful home. Beautiful home that is not mine. I'm <laughs> house-sitting. Yeah. Uh, so if that's why it sounds a little loud or you hear squeaking in the background, that is the... Scully. Yeah, that is Scully, the beautiful... Great name for a dog, by the way. Yeah, named after the late, great Vin Scully. Mm-hmm. Rest in uh, peace. Yeah, rest in peace. And if you hear any growling in the back, that's Penny Pennington. She's a English it, bulldog. Uh, Scully is a golden doodle, yeah. golden retriever mix. So, yeah. What's well, a golden retriever yeah. doodle? Yeah. A poodle. Golden doodle, gladoodle. I don't know. <laughs> he's just a good, he's a good dog. He Playful was, as fuck. Yeah, yeah, he's still a kid, even though he got his balls removed. So. Poor dog, man. Yeah, we tried. We tried to stop him. But, yeah. Uh, that's tough. I mean... I would hope I never have to get my balls removed, you know? I think that's uh, inhumane, and we probably won't ever have to deal with that. Yeah, but we um, just do that to dogs, like, willingly, you know? Yeah, they don't I even know. get to say. Oh, I, I know. Lauren wants to, when eventually we moved in, move in together and we we have a dog, she wants to do the same thing to that poor dog. And I think to myself, that's... I'm going to fight for that dog. <laughs> I'm going to fight for that dog. It, it's tough. I might lose, but I'm going to fight for that boy. Obviously, this is hypothetical, but, like, let's say you take that dog to a dog park. It just starts humping, and then... What if it impregnates a random dog? You know what I mean? I think for moments like that, it's it's good to have the dog neutered. Well, maybe so. But enough about dog neutering. It's episode <laughs> yes. 91. The focus of this episode is very much going to be no Alvarez. Yeah. And your... We're still some Jacob Fanshawe intake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I want you to definitely pose some questions because I feel like I'm not going to fit everything in, right? So I'm going to try and highlight the, the best of kind of deal. But okay. if you want me to go more elaborate it's a certain thing or need some re-clarification or whatnot like well by why, all means why don't we start off with the best of what tell us what you did because i took you to the airport last thursday yeah and you Dude. had a late flight mm -hmm. i still took you went to lax wasn't that bad kind of hot as the weather has been tell us what'd you do should I start like chronologically or just more so like ranking the top things that I did? Well, just what was your trip? Where did you go? Okay. I thought you were going to Oakland. That's right. You did. Yeah. So I ended up going to Minneapolis. My flight was to Minneapolis from LAX. And um, the reason I had taken this trip, I don't know if I said this on a previous show, but basically I had met a friend on social media, on TikTok of all apps, right? And she was from Minneapolis. We hung out in January because she was actually in San Diego. So we met up back in January of this year. We would text sporadically here and there. Um, and she kept wanting to invite me out to Minneapolis this summer. And so this is something that we planned. In April, I get plane tickets confirming. You know, by, by May and June, we're talking about, you know, what we're going to do and that kind of stuff. Shooting ideas back and forth. However, like second or third week of June, she texts me that basically that... We have some action going on in the background. I'm sorry. This is fun. This is fun. Yeah, he... he He's playful as fuck. Pen Penny's an old dog, and she doesn't like to share, and Scully likes to... Oh, man. ...take all of her toys. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, okay, you're good. So you, you met a friend through TikTok that she lived in Minneapolis. Yes. She invited me out, and the funny thing is, like, four weeks before my trip, she tells me that she got a boyfriend, and that her boyfriend doesn't feel comfortable with her inviting another guy, not only to her apartment, but just hanging out during that weekend. A reasonable concern, yeah. I would I would feel as being someone in a relationship. I, I... Yeah, totally justifiable. It was a little, you know, heartbreaking to me because I was just really excited to have someone to kind of show me around. I think it's always nice to, it's cool to go somewhere new, 
but it's nice to go somewhere new with someone showing you around. Yeah, have a native to show you the ropes. Exactly. So, you know, while it was heartbreaking, I was stuck on the fence for like a week or two. I, I hit you up and I hit a couple other friends. Should I do this trip solo or should I, you know, try and get a refund or try and plan another trip? Yeah, but you're I, the bravest person I know <laughs> and I mean that truthfully. I couldn't do a trip like Thank this you, man. solo. But I, I want to. Yeah, and I ended up, you know, being able to find the right budget for it and being able to do this trip solo. So I flew into Minneapolis Thursday. Um, like, well, it was a Wednesday, right? You dropped me off Wednesday night, actually. Oh, okay. And then I fell asleep on the plane. It was only like a three and a half hour plane ride. So we got to the Minneapolis airport about 5 a.m. Crack of dawn. You know what I mean? Sun's not even up yet. How would you describe the Minneapolis airport in comparison to LAX? Oh, it's... Out of all the airports that I've been to, it's my least favorite airport. How many airports have you been to? Uh, let's see. LAX, John Wayne, Austin, Dallas... Austin Phoenix. and Dallas have two separate. Yeah, they have two separate. Because Austin, yeah, Austin has his own airport. Okay. Uh, I have been Phoenix. to the Phoenix airport. Very nice airport. Yeah. I, I haven't flown into Sacramento, but I did pick up somebody from Sacramento. Sacramento Does that count? International, no, you gotta fly okay. into it. Sacramento International is a nice airport. I've, okay. I've flown to and from there. I think that's it then. So six airports. Okay. And by far, Minneapolis was, I think, the most confusing. Confusing. Yeah. Because so, you know how I like LAX because even though it's a bitch with the traffic, it's a big U, right? So if you just keep staying on this road, like you, you're eventually going to get to like one of the terminals. Whatever where terminals, at. yeah. Yeah, and, and ideally like when you're in the terminal, like you could also walk the sidewalk all the way around this U. Well, from what I saw, the, the terminals at Minneapolis are like a big X. So like I was on the far wing of one X and I rented a car through a car company that was on the other side of another X. So I had to take like a shuttle, which connected to another shuttle, or like not a shuttle, what are they called? The, um, it, it's like a train, like a, a light tram? rail. Yeah, a tram. I took a tram to another tram, and then a shuttle bus picked me up there to take me to the rent-a-car place. A little hectic to do at 5.30 in the morning. I only had, you know, three hours of broken sleep on a plane. Interesting, so. I would have thought it would have gone smoothly. Because yeah. it's 5.30 in the morning. Right, no. Well, it was a little tricky because I had never been there before. So I was trying to figure out, you know, the maps tell you, oh, yeah, the rental car's over here. And, you know, you don't really see how far it is, like, when you're on, on the map, right? You didn't you didn't think to ask one of the airport personnel? I did because I kind of got lost. And I, I was I was kind of following the crowd, but then I noticed the crowd was going somewhere different than I was. How so. much of a crowd was there at 5.30 a.m.? There was. I mean, the flight that I took was full. I would say it was a full flight of about... You know, 70 to 80 passengers. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting flight, right? I mean, sometimes I always think, like, how many people are going from L.A. to Minneapolis this same day as I am? And it was a full flight, you know? It's a simulation. Simulation. Yeah. All these NPCs, bro. That's all it is. <laughs> so Thursday was cool because um, I got to rent the car, and I couldn't check into my Airbnb till 3 p.m. So I, I got this rent rented car. I drove up to a, a park, a state park. that, And you know me. I love hiking. And so I'd been looking up hikes to do in Minneapolis, seeing which was uh, more doable. This hike was about two hours away from the city or two hours away from the airport. And um, so I drove up two hours. So let me get this straight. Yeah. You took a three and a half hour flight. <laughs> yeah. You land, you touch down in Minneapolis. Yes. 5.30 a.m. local time there. Yeah. You get your rental car. Mm -hmm. And the first thing you think of is to go on a hike. Yeah. What a fucking mad lad. <laughs> well, what else are you going to do at 7 I, in the morning? Me, personally? Right. 
I would have gone to a coffee shop. I would have got a paper. I would have sat down and had coffee. Right, and this is where you and I are different. I, mean, I can definitely would not have been on my radar at that moment in time. Right. But then again, also, you couldn't have checked in until later, right? Right, exactly. I couldn't so have I checked guess, in, especially that early. I guess your hand was forced a little bit. Yeah, because I didn't want to have my suitcase everywhere, right? I took a small suitcase, a carry-on suitcase. I do suitcase. remember that, yes. And so, you know, it would have been tough to kind of, even if I went to a coffee shop, but I had to wheel it around. So my thing was, okay, I'm going to take this uh, rental car, put it in the trunk, and then go on a, you know. It wasn't even a hard, strenuous hike. It was just more so of like a sightseeing hike. And I did take a nap in the car once I got to the, the park location. Well, I was going to say, did you ever consider staying at the airport and being at the bar or at a cafe? You know what? I didn't see a bar at that time when I was exiting or like, well, I guess arriving at the Minneapolis airport. I didn't see a bar. Uh, coffee shops weren't open at that time. I mean, this was, it was, I mean, it was, like I said, 5 a.m. when we landed. I'm walking around 5.30. There's people cleaning like the fucking airport. Like that's how early it is. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, 5.30s are early anywhere you go. So. <laughs> yeah. so, I don't know. I decided to drive to the state park. It was really nice because, you know, as soon as you leave the city, it's nature and trees everywhere. I sent you and Alex some pictures in the group chat. And uh, really pretty to drive through some of these, like, tall forests and stuff like that. I stopped at a rest stop. And this rest stop was just surrounded by these, like, tall-ass trees. And I knew I like, it was, it felt like I was in a different world. You know what I mean? It felt like I was in a different country. And it was really nice, really nice weather too throughout. And so I ended up making a couple, I stopped for once for uh, water, once for a restroom, and then I ended up getting to the park, Jay Cook State Park, which is, like I said, two hours north of Minneapolis. I uh, went to do this hike that passes through a swinging bridge that's been around since the 20s. Now they've refurbished the bridge like seven or eight times, uh, most recently in 2017, because there've been a lot of different storms that hit it, but um, pretty cool. And then, um, so this is the first interaction that was kind of like funny that I texted you guys, right? I'm trying to have a visual, right? So the parking lot is in one spot, right? And on one side of the parking lot is where that bridge is. But there's not really much hiking on that side of the parking lot. For the most part, you see the bridge, it's a quick little loop. I was done in like 12 minutes and I was like, well now what do I do, right? But there was bridges, or not bridges, hikes on the other side of the parking lot. And specifically there was these two loops that connected um, that I had heard about and were popular hikes. So I decided to go on those two loops. It took me about an hour and 20 minutes total. And as I'm finishing that second loop, instead of taking the first loop back to the parking lot, I was gonna take this shortcut, a third trail that cuts through all of it. And I would have been at the parking lot a lot quicker. And as I'm approaching that trail and I'm about to churn in, I see this black thing in the bushes, right? And I'm thinking it's like kind of it's it's on all fours, right? I only see the back of it, and I'm like, oh, this is a really big dog. Like, but where's its owner? You know what I mean? And it's right on it's right on the side of the. It was a paved trail, so it was like asphalt. So it's right on the side of this pavement. There's a lot of green. It's grazing on something, and uh, it turns not all the way towards me, but to where I can see its profile, the side of its head, and I notice it's black bear, and it's not. Uh, quite a baby black bear but it's not quite a full grown black bear either it's a young black bear yeah I would say like a teenage black bear would you say he looked suspicious no I, I would say he looks more scared than I was which was funny because like was what... he wearing a hoodie <laughs> you motherfucker <laughs> you stupid <laughs> so anyways this black bear right um, if he was a white bear would you have said anything no, I would have been really confused. I would have called the cops because... If he was a brown bear, would you have said anything? 
I would have been scared shitless regardless, dude. But because he was a black bear, you were extra scared. <laughs> no, I was just scared in general. I, I, I think, ladies and gentlemen of the jury... We got him. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> so, this black bear eventually turns and sees me, because I kind of make like a, oh, shit, you know, really quick, like under my breath. And I kind of freeze up, right? We're about like 15 yards away. If you can picture a football field, I was on the goal line, he was on the 15. Yes, that is 15 yards. <laughs> and so uh, I immediately start backing up, and it turns and sees me, and then it takes off and runs down the trail that I wanted to take. The opposite? Yeah, the opposite way. Okay, well, that's good. It is good, right? So a couple things go through my head. I'm like, damn, I can't take the shortcut. I have to take the long way back. Not a big deal. But the second thing was I was thinking of the whole time was like, okay, it looked young enough to where like a mama bear could be roaming around. And that's what really scared me. So, like, the next 30 minutes as I'm finishing this other loop to get to the parking lot, I'm, like, I'm frantically hiking. Like, I'm really, I, I don't want to run because I think that draws more attention to yourself. But I'm, like, walking as fast as I can. Every five seconds, I'm, like, head on a swivel, looking in these bushes, looking in these bushes, looking behind me to make sure no black bear has followed me. I was just terrified. I was, I was legit terrified. Like, the hair on the back of my neck was standing up. I had goosebumps. I didn't really have any good reception at where I was at. So I was, you know, I was kind of like on my own. And this was a very, because it was a Thursday at like 9.30 in the morning, there was like, I didn't see anybody on this trail. Like this entire time, I passed one person. And did you make them aware of what you saw? No, this was, okay, so I didn't see, I saw them before I saw the bear. So I didn't see them, I didn't encounter anybody on the way back. So yeah, it was a very frantic 30 minutes or so, but I was able to make it back to my car had the biggest sigh of relief once I did. Uh, felt very safe. I texted you guys about that funny little in, uh, encounter. And uh, and that was pretty much, I, I think I was able to go to like a park bench that was close to the parking lot. Uh, popped my book out, read for a little bit. But by that time it was about 11 o'clock, 10.30. What, what book are you reading? What I'm reading The Alchemist. Reading? Really? Yeah, one of the coaches I coach with at the high school I coach at. He recommended it to me, and it's a very interesting book. I, I think it's it's a book that I struggled to put down. That's how good it is. I'll leave it at that. It's a kind of a short story, and it's more about like a person, kind of a young a young man finding himself in, in in his journey and what he wants in this world. I'll leave it at that. I'm familiar with the title. Yeah, I've never read it myself. Uh, I know my aunt has a copy of it. I, I know it's a book that people either really enjoy or really dislike. There's okay. no in between. Wow. So you must be in the crowd of really enjoying it. So far, I like it, yeah. It's really nice. Are you finished with the book? No, I just got, after today's reading, I probably got closer to halfway. I think it's like 160 pages, and I got to page like 78. So hmm. right almost at the halfway point. Um, but yeah, so I was able to knock out a couple pages when I was at the park. But by 11, I was really hungry. I was also a little tired. But what I had next on my agenda, because I still couldn't check in right at this time, right? So I go to a city called Duluth, and like Duluth Trading Company, I'm sure you've seen the commercials. Yes. Uh, they have, they sell like, they sell all kinds of like work gear, right? They sell the undergarments, they sell pants, flannels, all kinds of shit, right? For people who work like hard jobs and shit, labor stuff, you know? Almost like Carhartt. But anyways, Duluth is a little town on the North Shore of Minnesota. So if you get picture the state of Minnesota, right? It, it's It's like square at the bottom. But then it kind of like rounds off, especially in the top right of it. It's like a half moon, you know what I mean? And that half moon is because there's a lake. Like lake Superior is the lake that kind of uh, 
borders the border of Minnesota. Now, I would like to interject here and say, when Noah had told us that he was going to Minnesota and he had told us we touched down, <clears throat> I had told him that he was in the land of 27 lakes. <laughs> I was wrong in that statement. It's actually the land of 1,000 lakes. 10,000. 10,000 lakes. Yes. That's a lot of fucking lakes. It is a lot of lakes, dog. And I'm sure that's an exaggeration, but... I, yeah, yeah, probably it is a little bit. I'm, I'm sure. It's, it's close. I would say it's over 1,000, though. If I showed you like a, a, what do you call that? A geographical map? Topography? Topography. A topography of Minnesota. There's there's a bunch of little lakes. You know what I mean? Even like closer to the city, lakes that are still lakes, but they're lakes, you know? I, <laughs> and if you count all those lakes, man, I, I, you probably are over like 2,000. That's, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I mean... I don't know, but I, I think that's an exaggeration. But regardless, I just wanted to share that. And then one more thing that you did share. Yeah. You said that someone such as myself would probably enjoy driving there. Yeah. I don't understand that comment. Okay, so I said that because you have critiqued me when I'm driving in the car and you're in the car with me. You drive like a madman. Uh, yes, Jacob thinks I drive like a madman. and um, You drive a Mustang, right? I drive a Mustang, yes. There's something about people that have sports cars that they just tend to drive a little more recklessly and faster than your average person. Correct. In, say, a Toyota Corolla. Right, right. And that's fair. And that's fair. On average, I probably drive a little bit faster than you, right? Yes. And I feel like, but I feel like in general in California, right, if you're driving on an empty freeway, speed limit 65 everywhere around here, right? If you're, if the freeway is empty, you're going to see a lot of people going 70, 75, oh, yeah. 80, I mean, potentially even 90. You know I what do mean? it. Right. The speed limit over there in Minnesota was 70. and Everywhere? Oh, well, at least in the open highway. like right, Kind of like when I was driving from the city to the park. There's okay. a lot of open highways, not a lot of cities. So it was 70 miles per hour, and I was going about 72. And I was kind of zooming past cars. I, like, you know how when you're driving cars and you feel yourself you know zooming past cars i was like oh shit like i'm only going 72 and i'm like going what looks like pretty fast to everybody else so i made that comment because i feel like it was a it was a it was a state that i noticed a lot of people drove slower and i just thought that was very interesting because in california we're known for you know getting everywhere quickly and a lot of reckless drivers and that kind of stuff but it was interesting to see that like the whole state was just driving the speed limit even slower than the speed limit. Like, they had nowhere to go. You know, this may come as a surprise to you, but some people just enjoy listening to the radio and cruising to their destination. I enjoy listening to the radio, too, just as much as the next guy. Do you enjoy, enjoy cruising to your destination? See, that's See why cruising I, to me is a lot different than cruising to others, though. See, yes. but that's why I don't like to be late. I like to take my time. Right. I like to sit and chill at 45 and just mm. meander on down to where <laughs> I need to go. A meander. Mm-hmm. Love that word. Yeah, yeah. That's how I drive. I don't. I don't look at look at it as slow, but I can see how to someone such as yourself mm-hmm. or others, it is slow. But I don't know. It just, yeah. It's peaceful. And there's nothing wrong about it. Just saying, the entire state. I noticed it felt like a lot of people were driving slow. Interesting observation. Yeah. Now you still had a couple hours until you could check into your Airbnb. Right. You went, and I know you got lunch at a sandwich place that. I believe you put in the group chat had a THC infused drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went to it was called North Waters Smokehouse. I want to say okay. And they smoke 
not only like regular like meat like a uh, steak and chicken and stuff like that but they smoke fish because it's did, a port city did they smoke big doinks and amish they did not i wish they did <laughs> <laughs> however um it was pretty cool because i go to this fish play or this restaurant right and i order a cajun fin and so what the cajun fin is it's a salmon sandwich but it's it's a smoked cajun salmon so it's just bursting with flavor they put these red and yellow peppers with it. I think the yellow peppers are, are banana peppers. I forget what the red ones are called. Um, there's like a chipotle aioli to also go along with like a, I don't think it's arugula, but it's a green leaf, right? It's not lettuce, it's not spinach or parsley, but it's, it's one of those green leaves. And then it's a brioche bun. And it's just, ooh, unbelievable. Like one of the best sandwiches I've ever had. And to go along with that, I noticed on the menu, right, because they had like a beer menu, and I was like, I don't want a beer. But then I saw that they had THC seltzers, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know Minnesota was like, you know, pro-weed like that, pro-marijuana. And so I ordered just out of curiosity of what it is. It's a seltzer, obviously. Uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't, it's, it's almost like, a, what is that word? Like Perrier, right? Like a bubbling water. Perrier. Perrier. Is that how you say it? Perrier. 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 Um, but there's five milligrams. The one I got was five milligrams of THC and then 10 milligrams of CBD. So I think it's, you know, supposed to relax you, make you feel really good. I have that meal. It's a really good meal. I ended up checking some of the, uh, tourists cause that restaurant was right next to the pier and basically we're like this big, um, the, the famous bridge there in Duluth. And, you know, I was able to go up to the water, the shore, skip some rocks, you know, do some of that kind of stuff. Well, if there's a pier, that implies there's a beach. What was the name of this beach? What was the name of the pier? Uh, I'll, look, I'll look it up. I don't think they have... Maybe they did have a pier name, or excuse me, a beach name. Well, I suppose a pier doesn't have to be located on a beach, although typically it is, because I don't think you would call a pier if it were on the shoreline of a lake. True. It was I, I, there was a bridge, right? The bridge was pretty famous because, and I wish I had a. Well, I do have a picture, right? But the it's just called Pier B. Pier B. Yeah. Okay. There must be a Pier A, Pier C. <laughs> okay. But it's a lift bridge, right? So think of like remember Sacramento, right? I don't know if you ever got a chance to see the Sacramento Bridge, and I'm trying to explain as best as I can for the audio listeners, right? But most bridges, especially all back in the day, they open up like uh, swinging doors, right, in a saloon. To allow the ships to pass under. Right, okay. exactly, because they wouldn't be able to fit the bigger ships. This one is a lift bridge. So the bridge is like this, and there's like a, a U frame around it, and when a ship needs to cross, the whole bridge lifts up. It doesn't, you know, split into two. So it's like an elevator. Basically, yes. It, li it lifts up like an elevator. A ship can pass through. So it's pretty cool because you don't really see those here in California. So, you know, that was really cool to look at. Um, there was a park that was called Canal Park. And then there was a little lighthouse, too, in the city or that right there in Duluth. Like I said, there was you're right next to the water. There was a lot of rocks that I saw. I was skipping some rocks. I actually taught a, a random kid how to skip rocks because they were just like kind of chucking it, um, not really knowing what they were doing. But I taught them about arm angles, how you gotta like step into it, kind of like when you, me, and Alec did that in Sacramento. So it was pretty. It was pretty cool. What'd you say? You're just like, hey, kid, 
You say you skip a rock. Well, because they were looking for like flat rocks, right? Because the mom was like, it was a mom with like two kids. I would say these kids were about, one was like seven or eight, and the other one was like four, probably not even five. And uh, the mom was like, oh, you need to look for smooth rocks. And I had one in my hand. It was kind of like, here, like one that looks like this. And I just gave it to them. But they just chucked it, you know what I mean? Like no form or anything. And, and then, uh, you know, there was no like dad in the picture. So I was just kind of like, hey, you know what I mean? Like I could... You know, I could teach you like a little bit, you know, and just me being me, you know, I work with kids, so I feel like, you know, this is the type of shit that I do. <laughs> okay. But it was nice. It was really quick. You played it was, stepfather for like 10 minutes, huh? Not even 10 minutes. It was like a minute and a half, dog. And you changed these boys' life for the better. Hope Taught so. Taught them how to skip rocks. I hope so. They're like, man, I remember that brown kid, or brown guy that I met. Brown man. The brown man in Duluth. Yeah, I was going to say, what else is there to do in Duluth, <laughs> Minnesota? Uh, I, you know, I really didn't get to explore that much because by that time it was already like 1.30 and by the time I get back to Minneapolis, I could be able to check in because check in was about 3.30. So, um, so how long of a drive was that? Two and a half hours. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And so the thing too, I, I was kind of running on E at this point because again, I only had slept about three hours on the plane. It was broken sleep. Then I drove, um, I hiked. Saw a bear. I saw a bear. I a was black bear. A black bear. I was panicking. <laughs> You're emphasizing the black way too much for me. Um, you really brought down the property value, didn't you? <laughs> You're fucking wild. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> it got really hot at this house, by the way. It's been sitting at 78. Okay, cool. Um, but anyways. I drive back, check into the Airbnb, throw my bags inside, um... And then I'm able to take the rental car back to the rent-a-car place, Uber, take an Uber back to the Airbnb. The Airbnb was cool. It was in a little small apartment that's been around since like 1860s. Um, obviously, it's been remodeled a bunch of times, but like that plot of land and that apartment building has been there since the 1860s. Um, so you did not continue to rent the car for the remainder of your trip? No, because from what I saw, right, the Airbnb was in downtown. And from what I saw, the thing like, you know, at least the Twins Field and a lot of other things that I wanted to check out was all within walking distance or I could lift, I could scooter or sometimes I just took the bus, uh, like the normal city bus. And because it's a big city, there was a bus like every 10 minutes for each route. So it was pretty convenient. Like I was able to get everywhere through public transportation really well. Um, How would you rate the public transportation in Minnesota compared to Los Angeles or other places you've been to? I haven't been a lot in LA, right? Um, if I was gonna compare it to Orange County, it's it blows Orange County on the water, but Orange County is still kind of like a suburb, you know what I mean? I would say most Orange County routes, even during the peak hours are like every 30 minutes, you know what I mean? So you miss your bus, you gotta wait a long time. Um, I felt like there was always buses and there was multiple different routes on each street, I feel it now. Um, <laughs> but, it was really nice. It was really nice public transportation. So I didn't need the rental car until the last day. Uh, Thursday, after I dropped off the rental car, that was pretty much it. I was really tired. I ended up going home to the Airbnb, taking a shower, and then I knocked out to like 9.30. And someone missed the first half or the very beginning. That's Friday. Oh, that's Friday. That's okay. Friday. Wow. Yes. Interesting. So this is still Thursday. I wake up at 9.30. I'm hungry now. I, I you know, I haven't really eaten. A whole, I, the only thing I ate that was a meal meal was like the sandwich that I had at lunch. I had a bunch of snacks and like granola bars and like peanuts and stuff. But I didn't have a real meal. And there wasn't a lot of options at 9.30 on a Thursday night. 
luckily I wasn't downtown. I went to this bar called Barrio, and I had some red snapper ceviche. Don't lie, you went there because it was Mexican sounding, wasn't it? No, I went there because it was like one of the few things that were open, and there was a bunch of people outside. So I kind of was like, oh, okay, it kind of looks popping, and there was some food, and I was like, okay, might as well go in. Now, as you were walking through this city, how would you describe it mm. compared to your average downtown LA street? Was it dirty, dingy? Were there homeless people milling about? What was the overall general feel of walking down in downtown Minneapolis? Yeah, so I, w- I would compare Minneapolis a lot to, I know you haven't been there, but it, w- it reminded me a lot of Kansas City because Kansas City, the time that I went, you know, there's a big downtown with lots of skyscrapers, right? Tons of skyscrapers and from afar, you're like, oh, that looks like a very developed city. You know what I mean? And that's how Minneapolis came off as. Um, not, so th- what it was surprised me about Kansas City was that it was so quiet. Very, like, very few people walking around. Minneapolis had maybe like four times the amount of people walking around, but still compared to like LA, San Francisco, even Sacramento, it was maybe, you know, a quarter of what Sacramento downtown looked like, if you can recall what Sacramento downtown looked like. It was maybe a quarter of that. There was a good amount of homeless people, um, People weren't super aggressive or saying anything to me. Uh, one guy gave me a fist bump like one time. A but homeless person? I don't know if they were homeless. They These two gentlemen looked a little better dressed. I mean, they were hanging out on the street like on a Saturday at like 7, you know what I mean, 7 p.m. So they could be homeless. They could just be hanging out because one guy had like a really nice hat and jacket. And I was like, I don't know if he's homeless. But anyway. Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. But yeah it's still a little bit quieter right even like i walked the streets saturday evening like at 9 30 uh and there was like a few popular places right there was like a venue kind of close to like a small uh, concert venue a couple bars and, and hotels and stuff like that around my apartment but it wasn't like it was flocked with the hundreds of people you know what i mean it was you saw some people here you saw some people there sometimes you saw a group of like eight to ten but it wasn't a lot of people on the streets okay. but it was nice it was like a nice medium. Uh, Thursday nights end with the ceviche and I had a beer to go along with my meal. Go home, sleep. Friday, Friday was a cool day. I went to the Minneapolis Institute of Art. I woke up later because I had to sleep a lot, right? And I, I woke up at like nine over there in Minneapolis time because of the time difference, that's like seven here, you know what I mean? Two hours ahead of Pacific Standard Time. And uh, went to the Minneapolis Institute of Art. That was cool because that it was funny as I was planning that day, as I was planning that Friday, I was thinking, okay, there was another museum museum close by that I wanted to check out. So I thought I had time to check out two museums, but I ended up really liking the Minneapolis Institute of Art so much that I ended up being there for like three and a half hours. Uh, lots to see. They had a cool like culture section, right? They had like all the Asian countries, not all of them, but a lot of them. They had art from you know ancient China and then ancient Japan and ancient Korea and then also the Southeast Asian countries. Those were smaller exhibits, but then they also had countries like uh, that were the Americas, the Central Americas, South Americas. They had native artwork, native artifacts. It was really cool, and it kind of went through like time. You know what I mean? They had also like a European section, the Middle Ages, the Dark Ages, all kinds of stuff. The Enlightenment era. They had some. Uh, not Van Gogh, but some other artists that were popular in that time that were from Europe. And so it was kind of cool to kind of walk through the different eras of art and see different artifacts. And they even had some contemporary stuff that was from the last like 20 years there. So that was kind of cool to just kind of walk through and see everything. 
eventually I got really hungry and so I would say this is one of the cooler things that I went to on my trip this is something that I would like I don't know if you would like it but I went to this place called it was a restaurant called Owami right O-W-A-M-M-I and it's a Native American word I didn't understand or learn what it was but this Native American restaurant their theme was obviously Native American food and what they did was they didn't have anything on their menu that wasn't native to the Americas so think like cows weren't native to the Americas chickens any dairy products stuff like that we commonly eat all the time these weren't they were brought over by European settlers they were never here so none of that was on the menu which is really cool I was kind of intrigued by that I wanted to see like what kind of stuff they had on there uh, I had a lot of good things to eat um, I'll start off first with the, the bison asada taco so kind of like a carne asada taco right steak that you get from a cow except for this was a bison meat that was really good uh, they obviously had corn in the Americas back then so you had your corn tortillas they also had an elk tinga taco I don't know if you ever had tinga have you ever I have had? once or twice yeah so usually that's made with chicken but chickens weren't native, so they made it with elk meat. Thought that was really good as well. Then I had, uh, well, what I had as an appetizer was- You this ate all of this in one sitting? Yeah, I ate all, there were pretty small portions. It was one of those, honestly, like, I didn't, I kind of could tell by the, the way the website was presented, but it was a fancy place. It was one of those fancier places that like had smaller servings and they're pretty pricey for their servings that were small. Um, so I bit the bullet, I think I paid well, I'll get into that later, right? But for the appetizer, I had this little bowl, uh, or it was a little cup of clam, not clam, it was chowder. But it wasn't clam chowder, it was mushrooms, it was corn, and then it was sun-dried tomatoes, with like a chili sauce. So that was the chowder, pretty good. I thought it was yummy, um, a good place to start. And the chili sauce had like a little spicy kick to it. Was it served inside of a bowl or an edible bowl like a sourdough bowl? No, I was serving inside like a more of like a cup actually too, almost like a little like mug. So it was pretty cool. I had that, and then I also had a corn taco. So you know how you ever had like tacos de papas, like potato tacos. Yes. So it's kind of like that. They mush these balls of corn into a taco, and then you know it was really cool. They put crumbled up popcorn in the taco as well. So there was corn balls as along with popcorn in this taco that was pretty good and then the last thing i had because uh, i had room for one more thing and i was talking with the bartender and she was really nice she hooked it up and she was like you know i really recommend this sweet potato dish it was a sweet potato uh with a chili honey glaze that was really good um it was like you know obviously like the honey like had a sweetness to it but then the spice from the chili it was a singular sweet potato no it was like cut up i think it was two sweet potatoes cut up into like eight because i think there was like 12 or so pieces um they were cut up into like not quite squares but they were cut up pretty small um and it was really yummy it, oh that was my favorite thing that i ate there and overall really good experience they also had the thc seltzer so i was able to like pound that too as i'm eating on all this yummy food so you ate all of this in one sitting yeah ate all of this in one sitting like i said though this was very small portions the sweet potato was filling because it's potato and you forget how stuff potatoes make you feel but for the most part like the tacos are pretty small the chowder was like a little cup you know it wasn't it wasn't that big of portions you know what i mean okay yeah. just to circle back to the minneapolis 
Museum of Art, mm. were there any pieces that stood out to you that you can remember by name or that you took photos on your phone of? There's a couple. Uh, I would love to show you some. Let's see what I got for you. There, there was one I think that really stuck with me that I will show you. It was more on the contemporary art. So they were showing a lot of Native American art. And one thing I found interesting, the entire time I'm in Minnesota, right, from Duluth to the State Park to the Minneapolis and other areas that I visited, it seemed like they acknowledged a lot of the native tribes that lived there. There was more, they were they're more in touch with the natives that lived there and that heritage because at regular stores, you would sometimes see different stuff that was sold that looked like something like a native artifact or a native you know, bracelet or something, you know what I mean? They were just more in touch with that and there was more of that in stores and stuff. And so this last part of the museum that I walked into, it was all like a corner of just like Native American art and I thought this one was pretty pretty powerful because it's obviously, again, the view from a Native American, right? So I'll show it to you. And I don't know if you want to describe it or I can describe it. But it looks like from afar the American flag because there's – but it's written in words, right? And so in the blue where the stars would be, upside down, it says every American flag, right? And that's what upside down in the blue where the stars would be. And then the red where you see the stripes says is a warning sign. So what it reads is if you're able to flip your head, it says every American flag is a warning sign. And again, you got to take into a point that this was made by a Native American. Obviously, they probably feel a lot differently about American flags because it meant a lot different to their ancestors than getting kicked out and just all the brutal shit that happened to them over the course of many centuries. So I thought that was like a powerful piece that kind of stuck with me really well. Um, there was a couple pieces in the European section that kind of looked like statues of David. They weren't the statue of David, but things that looked very similar. You know what I mean? Uh, Man has a small penis. Yeah, <laughs> a very small penis. And a large scrotum. <laughs> it was cold, I guess, you know? Fun fact, they carved it like that because that was believed to be the... That is in the image of... Uh, okay. What the Greeks and Romans believed to be a, a well-built man. Mm, interesting. Mm -hmm. The smaller, the smaller, the better. Uh, I can't speak on that. I'm just wanting to point that out to be funny. But all jokes aside, the body they they, the Greeks and the Romans replicated these statues in, in their views of what they believed to be like the epitome of man and woman. Okay. So there was a couple uh, really cool headpieces that I took a picture of too in the. The Japanese artifact section. Ooh, so obviously, so all, so obviously, we know about like samurais, and there was like some old samurai helmets. But then there was a couple helmets that didn't look like your traditional samurai helmets. The, I'm giving Jacob the phone now, but one of them looked like a dragonfly, like straight up, like it had the eyes and it has the. Well, wings. it literally is titled "Helmet in the Shape of Dragonfly." Yeah, and that's and that's like a real artifact from back in the day, and pff, I, I thought that would look super bitching because could you imagine like being a warrior? Going to battle with that fucking thing on your head. Well, it's funny. The first helmet, the, the first one that you're showing me, mm -hmm. it says Japan Edo period, 1603 through 1868, yeah. which is pretty gnarly. And it says helmet with ornament bearing seed, syllable for Fudo Moyo. I don't know if I pronounced that properly, but it looks very similar to the, the samurai helmets that the angels have used for their home run celebration right. when they put it on 
probably more than likely Shohei Otani and other members of the team that hit home runs. That's pretty right. cool. Yeah. I wonder if they used any kind of historical backing to choose that. Yeah. That's very cool. And I'm sure over the course of many eras, oh, they're slightly shit. different. Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't mean to swipe right, but, dude, there's a whole freaking samurai set. Yeah. All, all the armor and everything. You feel free Red to Red and blue laced suit of armor from the <laughs> Kitokugawa family. Early 17th century. Oh, man, guys, this looks so gnarly. Yeah, dude. I mean, it looks... If I saw this going into battle, and they, and they got the kabuki mask going yeah. on, too... If I was some, like, Japanese peasant and I had to go up against these <laughs> highly trained samurai warrior killers, I would... You'd be fucking shitting your pants. I would indeed. Oh, man, this is really cool. They've got, like, almost models of... Or replicas of what a room would look like, I presume? Yes. Yeah, a lot of those... In Japanese culture, you have those, like, opened up... They're, I think they act like curtains, right? But they're those wooden ones that stand up on the ground and you open them up kind of like a... So it's accordion. like a shade. Yeah, it's like an accordion though. You open it up like an accordion. There were some really nice pictures of those. Um, a lot of cool things that I took pictures of there as Jacob swipes through. Oh, you got, I don't know. This isn't Buddha, is it Shiva? I believe that is. No, I think it is Shiva. I couldn't tell you, honestly. I don't think the. It's not plaque. Buddha, I know that. I think it's Shiva. That's the, really little, cool. the little plaque was a picture yeah, of it. Yeah, that's really cool. Oh, Buddhist art. Okay. Dang. <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah. I had who, a lot of who fun. Who knew that Minneapolis would have held such cool stuff? Yeah. It's a big city. A lot of culture, obviously. I never made it out to, like, LACMA or... LACMA's really nice. I've been there once. Yeah. I keep trying to get Lauren Lauren and I to go to the Getty Museum. Ooh, I haven't been to the Getty as really, well. Really? The Getty's very beautiful. How about you take me instead, dude? I should, because she I doesn't seem to... You haven't taken me on a date She doesn't seem time. to appreciate <laughs> so I should. Yeah, that'd be dope, man. Ooh, we'll get wow, our look at this. I don't even know how to describe this painting. Ooh, yeah. It's like... That's... It's, okay. oh, oh. That one was powerful. That So, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, there's a lot going on in here. Right off the bat, the way the imaging is of this portrait, it's almost like if you took a photo, a film photo, and you didn't develop it, so it remained negative. Yeah. But you put it up against, say, if I'm going to age myself a little here, but do you remember the, uh, in class, the... Ooh. You know what I'm talking the about. laminate uh, projector. No, 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 no. Uh, was it projector where it was like this? Yeah, you yeah. put a paper on it and it would... I thought it was, or not laminate, what's the word? It was uh, a projector of sort, but I forgot what the exact word was. Shoot, so did I, but it almost looks very similar to that, where you would uh, lay a piece of paper on front and what was... The yeah. light from down under would shine it up. And the the black hues of this are very dark. And it appears to show what is a... I'm going to say a missionary. Yeah. Or no, not a missionary. Like a, a priest, mission. A father. No, no, no. A mission oh, yeah. in the background, like right. a church. And then these are definitely conquistadors or just conquerors. People conquering somebody, the natives, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And... Huh. And it looks like they're terrorizing the locals, and there's a priest or a priestess standing above with a red bleeding heart. That's pretty. That's the only color in this painting, actually. Right. So it stands out. And then, of course, there's a crucifix. And wow, that's just. That's heavy. That's. I'm not sure if the plaque is there in the picture, but. No, unfortunately. From, from what I remember reading. Oh, saints and sinners. There's a. Yes, there's, saints and sinners. So what I took away was. You know, obviously, we're in California here, and, like, the missions were a big thing, right? And the Spaniards brought these priests, the padres, the fathers, whatever you want to call them. 
and different missions and their goal was to kind of civilize the natives by bringing them their catholic or catholic religion right and they're basically there, there was a lot of violence in those type of missions and stuff like that because they were obviously natives didn't want to take to the religion and to the culture right away but it was the you know the, the ugly truth of it and again this was all the name of spreading the word of god but there i think what i liked about that saints and sinners title is like you know yeah they're trying to spread this word of god but they're doing a lot of sinning while doing it too by torturing people killing people and uh bringing them a lot of hell this, you this know? totem pole looks crazy yeah there was a, that was from the section that was of like polynesian like little islands and stuff like that really? too they had what kind of bummed me out is that was like the smallest part of the museum they had like a little corner of a room probably didn't have a lot of art artifacts oh shit look at this areas. this almost looks like a marble it's like a dude roman bitchin right greek dude fighting what appears to be a minotaur and he's winning yeah i forget uh i don't think it's there, it's a Greek tale, or I think it might be a... No, it's a Greek tale, right? And you know how, like, it wasn't Perseus, it wasn't Hercules, but one of those Greek heroes defeated a Minotaur. It, it, I don't think it was Achilles. I, I, I thought it was Hercules, though. He had to do, like, 12 tasks or something. But he didn't fight. He wasn't the first one to fight a Minotaur. Oh, wow, this painting looks crazy. Let's see, which one is it? Oh, yeah, that one was... Dude, that was abstract as fuck, dude. There's a lot going on in that painting. That was one of the modern paintings, like from an artist in the past like 15 years yeah, and for the listeners at home that obviously this is an audio only podcast <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> it's a red barn i think it's the broad side of a red barn and it is a naked woman fully naked yeah diving out of <laughs> no flailing out of the top window she's not diving it yeah. looks like she was pushed almost there is no figure in the background so I, we have to presume this was done by herself yeah and she's throwing herself onto the world fully naked and I mean, there's shards of glass surrounding her. I mean, that, that falls at least good enough to break some bones. But I, there's I so many major. little... What I like about this painting is like, look, there's like a weird man looking out the window there. Oh, he looks pretty devious. He's in the corner. There's lots of pigeons. A lot of birds. I don't... That looks like a doll or it could be a kid. I think it's a doll and I think like it's a, a little doll. wagon. And the red wagon... The, the red wagon reads Comet. Yeah. Um, again, a bunch of birds... There's, there's trees in the background, a home in the background. Just a lot going on. You know what I mean? Seemed like an was interesting little no, photo. No, there's no name on it. Nah, unfortunately there wasn't. This was... Oh, man. This was... How did we describe this? Okay. So what this was, it's one of those like video... What? Oh, the <laughs> your cat screensaver. Yeah. So I, I want to do something real quick because I'm going to speed this up. Because this was like a slow-mo. So... Sometimes art is like a painting or artifacts, but this was like a visual display, right? And so there's three men on like a panel on one side of the wall. And what this is, is it's going in reverse. So I sat here and watched the whole thing. These men started off naked and they were crying. Um, basically, all three men experienced the death in their family. And it's going in reverse because they're putting if this was filmed in real time they're putting on all their jewelry and their outfit on to go to this funeral but if you zoom in you can see the emotions expressed on their face there's tears coming from each and every one of them in different ways um, and this is supposed to be I believe they're Jamaican or something from the islands of the Caribbean but it's kind of like a visual art piece that's moving right and it talks about like you know I forgot what it was titled, but it's something about like men not feeling their emotions, that kind of deal, yada, yada, yada. Wow. 
It was powerful stuff though, man. It was long. It was. I wish it was faster, but I get why it was slow too. You know, uh, I wasn't gonna sit there and watch the whole thing, but or record the whole thing because it was like a, it was like an eight minute experience. You know, and you sat there for all eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Watched it from start to beginning. Oh wow. Stampede. Wow. This bronze. It's a stampede of. Bulls. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh so there's you see a poor, the farmer? Yeah, there's a poor man getting pulled by his horse, and his horse has fallen, and he's probably going to die. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is, wow. Oh, wow. That's a pretty cool chair, right? Built yeah. all out of fucking uh, bull hide and bull horns. Wow. Outside of the museum. Minneapolis Institute of Art. Call it the Mia. Some nice flowers there. Mm-hmm. And then that's you. <laughs> the art is gone. The art is gone. Yes. So that was, uh, oh, and then Friday, to conclude Friday evening. So I get home from this restaurant, right? I'm pooped, right? I haven't really slept. I hadn't had a good sleeping pattern at the beginning of this trip because of, you know, the time I got there and everything that I was doing. So I get home probably around 5, and the game's at 7, right? So I'm thinking, like, I could take a 40-minute nap. And be chilling, right? Now, which game are you referencing for our listeners? Twins Orioles, Friday night. That's a good matchup for those of you who are unaware. Orioles are a young and upcoming team. Mm-hmm. They are currently right now, as we are recording, of July 17th at 10.14 p.m. They are <laughs> one game out. It's probably now... No, I think they still won game because the Rays lost today. So they're one game out from yeah. the AL East. Yeah. Um, Upcoming a lot of good young players. Yeah, it's just a really good story in baseball. And the Twins, I mean... They're an exciting ball club as well. Not right. nearly as exciting as the Orioles, but yeah, you know, still cool though. Still got to see a good matchup. Yeah, so I ended up going to Target Field. First of all, Target like runs that little area because the baseball field is Target Field, and the basketball arena where the Timberwolves play is Target Center. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But anyways, um, I'm able to walk to. So okay, hear hear me out, right? I was bummed that I texted you guys in the group chat because I was really tired, get home at 5. I'm like, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 40 minutes, take a nap, and then shower and go to the game because I wanted to get the Carlos Correa bobblehead. Guess what? I wake up at like 6.50, and I'm like, no, like, it's it's too late. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to get there at first pitch. Um, I, I still needed to shower too because I was walking around most of the day and kind of sweaty, you know what I mean? Oh, so good shower is nice. Exactly. Just a quick rinse. I didn't wash my hair, but just a quick body rinse, lathered up and soaked really quick, and then I was able to walk to the game. I would say I got to the game around 7, 7.15. It was still bottom of the first, so it was really nice that I was able to get there so quickly. Um, I wasn't able to get a bobblehead, unfortunately, through the door, which was very sad. But the one thing I will say is when I walk into Target Field, I had bought my seats at the third deck right above home plate. Because that's typically, like, if I want to go to a new stadium, I like sitting there because you have a bird's eye view of everything, right? You could look down, and obviously you see the batters and the pitchers and the batters. And, yeah, you're farther up. You're not going to get a ball. But, you know, you can see every play being made in the outfield, every play being made in the infield. And you can also see, like, whatever's in the backdrop, right? So I take a couple cool pictures um, of that while I'm up there. Uh, I'll show you this one. This is the one that I took, right? I grabbed myself yeah, a beer. Super cool. I grabbed myself a beer. Again, I like this backdrop because it's right in downtown. You see the skyscrapers in the distance. You see, I like the, how they have the little twins 
it's like the state of Minnesota, along with like two people shaking hands, right, mm-hmm. in center field where the, above the batter's eye. Uh, just a lot of cool stuff. There's a lot of standing room in the target field. I thought that was really cool, kind of like a social setting. And uh, I really enjoyed how, because I walked up to the third floor. You know how when you go to Angel Stadium, if you have tickets on that third floor, you have to walk up three ramps. However, at Target Field, you didn't have to walk up three ramps. You only walked up two. And when you're on the second level of the stadium, then there's like these bleacher stairs, which is really short because the third floor is kind of just like bleachers or the third section is bleachers, not really like the same kind of seats of the second and the first. So I thought that was kind of cool because it doesn't make you feel like you're as walking as high up as you would in another stadium. Uh, I sat there for about three innings. Uh, then eventually, like, I saw that there was a lot of standing room, so I walked around. I got some food, um, grabbed another beer. I was able to watch the game pretty much from uh, down the first baseline all the way into right field. And that's where I watched the rest of the game. I was able to get myself a hat. I'll show you the the nice little. Oh, twins. so you, you bought a hat? Yeah, yeah. I nice. like to go. I, I try and buy a hat from every stadium that I've gone to. Oh, that's a really cool hat. Yeah. Okay. So the City Connect jersey says Twin Cities. Uh, the hat that I got, the snapback that says Twin Cities. So it was pretty cool. It was an extra inning game too. So I got to see some free baseball. Nice. It went into the tenth. The Orioles scored, I think, three in the top of the tenth. That extra inning ghost runner rule is such an advantage to the away team. I feel like. Yeah, it's. Yeah. <laughs> so they score three. The Twins can't uh, answer back and score themselves, so they end up losing. Uh, I believe the final score was five to two, and so uh, you know, Twins fans are obviously upset. You mentioned having a few beers. Did you try anything local, or you kept it? Not there. I didn't try anything local at the stadium. Um, I just kind of kept it basic. So it's funny. I think the last time, I don't know if you were with us, but the last time I went with JJ to a baseball game. You know, at Angel Stadium, there's a tall cans, and most of those are $15 and up, right? But there's this, there's a couple stands that sell those small cans of Bud Light and Budweiser. It's only Bud Light and Budweiser, and they sell them for $4.50 a can. And I thought that was really cool. And I was walking by one of uh, the stands at Target Field, and one of the places sold the Bud Light can for $4.50. And so I had two of those, right? So it was perfect. You know, I spent $9 on beer. And sure, it was a small, you know, 12-ounce count, but that was... Hey, Budweiser tastes good, man. Yeah, I like Bud Light. I can't really do Budweiser. Budweiser's an acquired taste, but... Yeah, it has yeah. a little... I don't want to say chalky, but there's a little... There's a little more earthiness to Budweiser than a Bud Light. It's heavier. Yeah. By like 0.5%, but it doesn't feel like 0.5%. It feels a lot more. Right. Trust me, I, I've had my Saturdays of pounding Bud Light, and I've had my Saturdays of pounding Budweiser. Yeah. And at the end of, at the end of Bud Light, I'm still kicking. At the end of Budweiser, I'm like, yo... I got pretty shellacked, man. It's, it's a heavier beer, but it's right. a sneaky heavy beer, I think. The, it's a different taste. Very sneaky. D- different taste. I, I'm not a beer snob, but I'm sure it has to do with the way that they brew it and compared to Bud Light. For all the shit Bud Light gets, yes, it is water. Yes, it is rice water. But <laughs> you go away from it enough for a long enough time and you go back to it and you're like, wow, this is actually a crisp, refreshing taste. Yeah. But you have to be away from it for a while in order exactly. to really enjoy it, I think. Exactly. So it did the job, and you know I take some pictures. I walk down. I was able to bring my camera to this game too, so I took some pictures with my film camera. Uh, I'm walking out the this the field right, and you know what? Actually, I texted this in the group chat because the times that I've been to Angel games, every now and then when they have bobbleheads giveaways, sometimes people will leave the bobbleheads underneath the seats. Which to me, I think 
is just absolutely insane because that's it the is. whole point of going to a giveaway. Right. I'm going. Me and Lauren are going to a giveaway game hey. on the 29th. Hey. Oral Hershiser, he's getting inducted hey. to the Dodger Hall of Fame. Me and you need to go to the Fernando Valenzuela one. Yeah, August. Hell yeah. Yeah. Definitely game for that one. So as I'm walking out, I'm trying to. I, I literally walked not the whole stadium, but I walked from the right field to the left field. So I didn't walk the outfield seats, but I walked all of the field seats at the lower level. And I just walked by and just trying to see if anyone left anything under the seats. There was other people doing the same thing I was. Really? And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it looked like nobody had forgotten any bobbleheads. Carlos so. Correa is a pretty popular player amongst the Twins. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, so exactly. No one was going to forget it. Um, but wait. Gave, but wait. There's more. There's more. So as I'm walking out, there's a cool little uh, – it's one of those things that you see in big cities where, like, buildings are connected through, like, a little walkway. Which is cool because you don't have to walk down to the street. You know what I mean? So I was walking through one of those and there's somebody holding up a sign and there's a bunch of boxes next to him. And he says, I'm buying Carlos Correa bobbleheads if you want to sell them. That's what it says on his cardboard sign. And so I get closer to him and he has a bunch. He has at least like two boxes and I would say each box had like 12. So like he had like around 24 Carlos Correa bobbleheads. And I'm talking to him. I was like, hey, can I buy one off of you? Like any chance you'd be selling to sell one? And he's like, well... You know what? I'm actually trying to keep them in pairs because I'll show you a picture, right? There's two different kind of bobbleheads that they give away. In one of them, Carlos Correa is holding up the four. In another one, he's holding up a C with his fingers. So there's a C and there's a four, right? Four for his number he's wearing and then C for Carlos Correa, obviously. And um, and he was so he's like, I'm trying to keep them in pairs. So I'm just obviously like, hey, can I buy two? And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll think about it. And then I was like, name a price. And he's like, 80 bucks. And I'm like, 80 bucks, fuck. I have a 50 in my wallet. And I'm like, what about 50? You know what I mean? And I like this haggling. <laughs> yeah, like this. yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'll do 50. And I was like, okay, cool. And in my head, I'm like, fuck, I just paid $25 each for a bobblehead. But at the end of the day, I really wanted to come home with the bobblehead. Cause also, you really shouldn't feel bad. I told you I checked eBay after the Atlanta Braves had their very cool outcast bobblehead. There are still some listings on eBay for $300. So... That's Don't, crazy. I wouldn't, that's, feel, I wouldn't feel foolish at all for $25 a pop. That's super rare, right? There, there are some Dodger bobbleheads, in fact, that are actually being listed at like $150, $130 yeah. that I will not buy. Makes sense. And, and that's, that's tough, right? So I was able to buy these for $25 a piece, and I have one with you here. And he did it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he really fucking did it. I mean, that's just so fucking cool, dude. I hate Carlos Correa, but like... I do too. You know, I think it's the fact that it's I know the that story. you really went to... To Minnesota, you were right. there, dude. I love you for this, man. This is awesome. This is super cool. I'm, in fact, I might go put this on my desk Hell yeah. at work. Hell I, yeah. I only have a few little mini Star Wars like uh, figurines. Uh, I got one manufacturer. What are those called? Like the the Funko Pops? Uh, they're ju- they're like mini Funkos. Okay. I, I don't know. They're not exactly Funko Pops because they're significantly smaller than your yeah. average Funko Pop. But I've got a few okay. already. I, I had to start personalizing my desk. It was starting to look too depressing. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, this is so fucking cool, man. Thank yeah. you so much. You've really come in clutch with the bobbleheads. First, you surprised me with the Kenta Maeda one. Yeah. Then, you had put this in the group chat. You had sent two pictures of it in your hands, and I missed it. Yeah. I, I, I must have been asleep, or maybe I was with Lauren. I'm right. not entirely sure, but... I, I was unaware that you got both. I was I was disappointed, but I wasn't mad. You know, like whatever it happens, you, you still got to go experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a Twins game, yeah, yeah a Twins game in Minnesota. Like right. I, I think that's super cool, and the Twins aren't exactly a laughable team. So, you know, dude, 
That's freaking cool. Yeah. You got bobbleheads there. I mean, that's... It's dope, yeah. That. It's part of the experience, you know. And hopefully yeah. the next few times that I go check out new stadiums, I can plan it around where I could get a bobblehead. Right, yeah. That'd be super dope because it adds to the experience. I mean, you have like a souvenir that naturally comes with it, you well, know. thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, man. Love you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah. And so that was the end of Friday night. I ended up, I didn't end up going out night at that night because it was extra inning game. I want to say I left the stadium probably like close to like 11. And then I had two bobbleheads. So I, it's not like I could have just went to a bar outside. I didn't want to carry two bobbleheads right. with me. So I walked back to my apartment, put the bobbleheads down, put my camera down. I thought about going out, but I was like, you know what? I'll go out Saturday because I'm just still kind of tired. Go to bed on Friday and then Saturday comes, right? Wake up early. I go to this breakfast place that I've been wanting to go to. And uh, it's really cool because this breakfast place is literally like a hole in the wall, dog. Like, it, it, there's a whole, like, strip mall or, like, a shopping plaza, right, uh, on this, you know, street by the college, the University of Minnesota, which I'll talk to a little bit later. But it's on this street, and there's a bunch of businesses, and this tiny business. Like, I, I'm telling you, it's probably, like, the size, you know, see this doorway, and obviously this is an audio podcast only, but, like, if you were to look around and see just the, from where that wall is in the kitchen to this other wall in the kitchen, that's how big this restaurant is, right? And so this restaurant only has the bar stools, like at a, at a bar. And so your face, kind of like a Waffle House. You've been to Waffle House, right? I have been to Waffle House. You know how they have those seats where you're facing the cooks and you're seeing the kitchen? Yes. That's the only seats they have. They have about 18 of those down a row. They have like little hooks for you to hang your coats and hats and other stuff in there. And then, you know, you're talking to the the waiters and waitresses and they're working with the cooks right there all in a little aisle but this thing is you know no bigger than your average living room you know what i mean and it, it's kind of it's trippy to see how they operated in such a small fashion but there was high reviews about this place i had to wait in a little bit of a line but because i was by myself i was able to get in quicker um a, a spot opened up sooner for the, the couples that were waiting ahead of me so that was cool i had a little light breakfast had a really good fucking pancake that was yummy i took a picture uh, it's not the best picture, but you can kind of see how small it is, right? Oh, it's wow. literally just that bar, and then you're like right there facing the chefs, and they only had like I think one or two grills. I just know that breakfast was good. Yeah, that shit smacked. You know what I mean? I just know <laughs> that breakfast was good just by the look of it. It has yeah. like, that. That is absolutely you were gonna get fed very well. <laughs> yeah, and they had all kinds of good breakfast stuff there. I had uh, some blueberry pancakes. I also had um, an egg scramble that had mozzarella tomatoes and spinach to go along with rye toast you ever have rye toast jacob because that rye yeah rye rye's got to be one of my favorites it's low-key an underrated toast you know obviously there's wheat there's sourdough those are like the more common ones but the rye is that like darker brown bread almost looks like a very dark like multi-grain bread and uh put that with some jelly Mm, just just hits the spot you know what i mean and so, like I said earlier, this restaurant is really close to the University of Minnesota, the Golden Gophers, right? And so I sent you guys some pictures as I'm walking from this restaurant to the university. I can see the football stadium and I get this pretty cool picture, right? You see the big University of Minnesota M. Yes. And you see the stadium. Yeah, I saw these, I saw these photos. And it, was, it was pretty cool. You know, I did walk the campus. Obviously, it was empty. Um, it was a Saturday 
in the summer there was a couple like there was i would say there was about like i ran into maybe like 20 to 25 people just scattered throughout the campus doing different things you know a couple people were riding their bikes skateboarding other people were just like reading doing different things on this campus but it was a really nice campus it's a big 10 school like i you know i kind of forgot about that and um i sent a picture in the chat too so you, as i was walking up the street right i passed through the the women's volley or the women's basketball and volleyball gym then there's a men's basketball and volleyball gym there's like the tennis courts uh and i think then it's the football stadium right and right in between all that right right before the football stadium if you look to the right there's a buffalo wild wings and i'm like these motherfuckers are smart man they put the b-dubs in front of like in the you know basically in the middle of all their little sports you know complex area i, I was bummed to see that the baseball field was like on the other side i couldn't walk to it, it i didn't even know minnesota had a baseball team yeah, I mean, it's a big university. I'm assuming they did. but well, you'd, you'd be surprised. USC doesn't have a softball team. That is kind of crazy, yeah. Wow. Northwestern may not have a baseball team. <laughs> Shout out to Northwestern. No, we for, are not for, shouting for the wrong things. <laughs> we are not shouting out Northwestern yeah. on this pod. We will talk about that another time, but yes. not tonight. <laughs> so I spent, like, you know, a good 45 minutes walking to campus. Uh, it was a really cool part because there's a part of the campus, actually, that crosses over the Mississippi River. So the Mississippi River crosses through the city of Minneapolis. And as you uh, are on one side of the river, on one side of the campus, there's like this little walkway and people could ride their bikes on there too. And you're crossing this river. It looks really pretty. Um, got some good photos. But then you yeah, walk the, to the other side. The, the photos you shared of the campus, very green. It was, it was a mixture of like muted brick. Yeah. And then greenery. Yeah. It was very interesting. It looked very nice, but just very interesting. It kind of reminded me a little of Sacramento State, except I would argue Sacramento State's architecture was a little more modern. Yeah. And this looked... It reminded me of my high school. I know you've never been to El Rancho High School, and I'm sure many of the listeners here haven't been to El Rancho High School, or for that matter, know where it's located. But that's neither here nor there. My school is quite old. Yeah. Built in the 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe even before that in the 50s. There's a bomb shelter there <laughs> at El Rancho nice. High School. And it's brick. So, you know, the color of brick and blue and brick. Yeah. It's just... It's <laughs> the, brick and yeah, it's, blue. it's that color of, of brick. Yeah. I really can't describe it other than that. <laughs> yeah, it's that like... It's like a rusty Auburn red. color, mm. rustic red that yeah. brick is. And look, seeing some of the photos that you sent, I, I presume you sent a photo of like walking down like the main street of the campus or something. Yeah. There was a lot of greenery, but a lot of brick, but it looked super nice. Right. And unfortunately, I did not have the funds necessary to get you to go run out on the field and row the boat. Yes. I, I, I wasn't going to pay you $100. If you, if you had named a, another value less than 100 I might have sent you that money. Ah. But I also think that you should have done it for the glory of the fact that you could have said you could have stepped on a Big Ten football field. It, it would have been nice. Uh, just hard because all the gates are closed. You just I, know? I, I needed some money because I felt like that would be the incentive and it would help me pay my bail because I, I probably would have been arrested. Just know, had I gone with you to this trip, because you did offer, but right. I, I did turn it down. I, I just, I you know, I'm starting this new job. Yeah. I could have burned vacation, but I just didn't want to, I'll be honest. Right. But had I gone... I would have 100% trespassed. And I would have 1,000% like <laughs> taken a chunk out of that turf. Okay, okay. Uh, I would have. I would yeah. have. And, then, and doing nothing malicious. Like if someone would have asked me like, what are you doing here? I would have been honest. Like, dude, you know what? I'm from California. I saw this opportunity. The gate was open. <laughs> the and, gate was definitely not open. Well, bro. they don't know that. <laughs> and I'm going to go, the gate was open. I will leave without any worry, but I would like to take a piece of this grass here. And nice. 
say I visited yeah, Gopher so Stadium. Yeah, what, so what do you say? Row the boat? And <laughs> I, I feel like they'd be okay with that, you know? Okay. Like, no malicious intent. You know, I don't, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't want you to go be an idiot and, like, streak. I just, <laughs> I think, you know, how, in the how do you say one of my friends, Ray, shout out to Raymond Torres, who is a varsity coach for the All Rancho Dons, our alumni, or our alma mater, he, his sister graduated from UC Berkeley mm. last year or earlier this year, and he had a photo, a couple videos and a photo on his Instagram story uh, being in the Berkeley Stadium. Nice. And I was like, well, what are you doing there? And he goes, nothing. I was walking campus, and I saw the gate was open, and I walked in. And That's fucking cool. And I, and I, See? But it's also, too, you know, you got to think of it. We're in the peak off season. Yeah. I'm sure they don't have people monitoring it as if they would during the football season. True. So or even during the school year in the spring, you know what I mean? Very true. So it's kind of like – that's kind of where my mind was. It's like, hey, you might get lucky. Like maybe you won't really have to do anything illegal. You just, you know, yeah. walk in. I mean, shit. From what I saw, all the stadium gates were closed. It would have been hard to get in. I, I mean, I'm not – like I said, I'm not mad at you. I just know that if I were there with you, I would have really tried my hardest – my darnest yeah. to – find a way into there and just to say hey I was I stood on that field yeah for no other reason than just to brag about it at a bar I did bring back a souvenir oh god another in, one in the souvenir store and I thought you would uh, find this pretty funny I could go for a beer <laughs> yeah yeah fuck yeah dude okay so this is a sticker and it's in the shape of the state of Minnesota yeah and, dude this is fucking awesome and it's basically, as I read, it's a who doesn't love a good pun? Yeah. I could go for a beer. Obviously, for those who don't know, the University of Minnesota's mascot is a golden gopher. Goldie the gopher? Yeah. Row the boat. That's their head coach, PJ Fleck. He came from <laughs> Western Michigan, and that was his saying there. Okay. And he's brought it on to there. What does it have to do with the gophers? I don't know, but yeah. row the boat. Row the boat. Row the boat. That's so cool, dude. <laughs> that is fucking cool. I don't know where to put this. I, do you think I No, I don't want to put it on my car. Nah. Oh, I don't know. It depends. I should put it on the laptop. I mean, you could probably fit it on the laptop. Well, I could for sure put fit it on the laptop. Maybe a hydro if you'd like. See, okay, the only issue about putting things on this hydro is I've explained this to other listeners or my girlfriend. Listeners. <laughs> um, the seal is either broken or something's up. Sometimes, occasionally, water drips out. Yeah. I had a sticker on here once. I think yours, your, your very own, oh, the, Mike my and Mike I? and I, and I had to peel it off because it continuously got wet. Although I need to stop being cheap. I think I need to buy a real hydro. Like this yeah. is a hydro peak. I'm, I'm that kid that gets made fun of. I'm not That's one. That's all right, man. Whatever, whatever does the job. I mean, I agree. I don't really care, but I, I'm going to, well, let's see. It's dry right now. This probably would be the good opportunity to put it on. Don't you think? I think so too. Let's but try it. Let's what, try what it on going to last longer, the laptop or the, the hydro? I've had this laptop since 2011. So I, it's up to you. But I don't use this laptop nearly as much as I use this hydro. Mm, so you can bring it out more, right? People are going to see it. Yeah, or... Go for a beer. Who's going to put this on, folks? On the podcast. Yeah. Ooh, it has that slick feeling. Ooh, this one actually might stick. I hope so. All right, let's see. I hope it sticks on very long. Make sure you... You crease it or not crease it? You uh, yeah, you do it. You do it. You do no, it. no, no, no. You, I have you to do, do it. it. Oh. Yeah, you got to do it, baby. Because I don't want to be in charge of any air bubbles. <laughs> okay, all right. I like going down and then up and just like you know massaging it all out. Okay. <laughs> He's uh, putting it on, folks. I love that we're doing this too on an audio podcast. All right, there you all go. Right, there you all go. Right, it's on. It's on? It's on. Is it on pretty smoothly? I mean, I'm going to keep rubbing it out. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's phrasing, what she phrasing, said. phrasing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, this is this is radical. Hell yeah. This is radical. Let's see it. Really want to make sure it's on because, like, I know water is going to drip out, and I. But these all this strikes me as like a really good quality sticker. I hope so. I, I paid could like go six for bucks for beer. it, <laughs> dude. That is so. I love this. Right. I fucking love this. Who doesn't love a good pun? I mean. Here, let me take a picture of it for the pod. Put it on the Twitter. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. we gotta. Oh, and the Carlos Correa bobblehead. All right, all right. Send it the sticker more. Like, turn it a little bit more this way. All right, three, two, one. Nice. All right, stay tuned for the pod on Twitter, guys. You're going to yeah. see photos of this. Um, dude, thank you so much, dude. Seriously, you always bring back really cool goodies when you come back. Uh, I have the Tennessee sticker you gave me. Hell when you yeah. came back, I have that on my PlayStation 4. Awesome. Yeah, I put that on the PlayStation. Awesome. Um, yeah, dude, I fucking love it, man. In fact, this is probably the first sticker that's probably going to stay on this. Love that, man. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm glad. Hell fucking yeah, dude. I love it. So I can- love it. Continue things up. Uh, bless you. It's just Saturday afternoon now. My plan Saturday. We'll take a timeout. We'll take a quick break. We're back here wrapping things up. I had to put the kids to bed. Yes. Look at you, Mr. Responsible. I, you would be a great dad, by the way. Hey, you know what, Lauren? You and Lauren are the only two people that say that. Only two people that have ever said that. And I think we're the two people that know you the best, so I think that speaks volumes. I agree. So yeah. thank you very much. Of course. <laughs> so... To conclude the Minnesota trip, uh, moving on to Saturday evening right now because I spent the morning and the lunch and afternoon getting breakfast and exploring the campus of University of Minnesota. There was two things on my agenda, agenda for the evening. Uh, one was to go check out the George Floyd Memorial, and then the second thing was to check out the Mall of America. Uh, fortunately for me, they're not too far from each other and they're on the same bus route. So I'm taking a bus now. I have a funny story to tell you about on the bus as well, but this happened after the George Floyd Memorial, okay? So I take the bus to the George Floyd Memorial. Um, if you want, yeah, yeah, you should uh, look through the pictures too. Just keep swiping right as you're going through it, right? So he was killed, if, for those of you who don't remember, in 2020 and... I didn't realize it was in yeah, Minnesota. It was in Minneapolis too. Um, he was killed on the corner where there was like a little market, right? Like a little liquor store. And what they did with that street, I believe it, the street was uh, Chicago and I wanna say 48th. I could be wrong with the number, but there was a lot of numbers in that street, right? So as you're looking through those things, they blocked it off with uh, cement structures, right? Like those cement blocks that you see sometimes like in parking structures or just to separate certain things. And they block off that one side of the street. So people can't actually drive straight through that street if you're coming north uh, up that street. You can only drive one way south. And um, it's hard to describe. I'll try my best too. Can but I read what you took a picture of? Sure. Go ahead. There's a poem. So it's a poem? Yeah. <clears throat> it reads, For every black man and woman who called out to their mothers because heaven was approaching faster than the paramedics. I now see the privilege not in my circumstances, but in the breath I still breathe, because the driver's license I carry reads more like an obituary when found in the hands of the police. Miss Mari. Yeah. I remember I saw you post it on your story, and I read that, and I was like, whoa. Right. That was, and I, again, you had told me, dude, this was the George Floyd Memorial. I, I did not know that it was in Minnesota. Yeah. Or Minneapolis. I, right. I thought it was in Maryland. It's easy to get those two mixed up both states with an M. Um, 
And so this memorial, that side of the street that's blocked off by the cement blocks, it's filled with art. It's filled with flowers. It's filled with different artifacts, people bringing things, people that knew him, people that didn't know him that are just, you know, strangers coming up across this uh, part of the street. And it, it's really beautiful. There's a lot of graffiti art. There's actual like art pieces that people are leaving canvases there. There's cardboard posters with sayings and different things and there was it was just it wasn't just George Floyd either there was other people who had been uh, killed at the hands of police that were also um, who was the pictured uh, there the other one the young black lady that was killed in Louisville on the on the no knock um, was it Tamira or remember say her name Brianna Taylor. Yeah, God, do you? Yeah. That that was such. I don't know if you guys ever. We're not gonna get into it. No. But if if you were unaware of that case or what happened, Look read that. Up. And that is just George Floyd is sad because there's a video of it. Right. But the Brianna Taylor thing is just straight like state ordained murder. Bullshit, right man. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's crazy. Very sobering. I, I when I saw your story, I, like I read it and like I was just like, dude. Yeah. That's heavy. I can't even imagine how that. Like, how did, how would you describe your feelings? And, and just seeing this and like understanding you were at yeah remember that was such a, a pivotal point in 2020 right like it wasn't no like, I mean because that's it wasn't just COVID like it was COVID and then the George Floyd pro and that was every day for what yeah, two months basically all across the country I mean my gosh and I, I would say it was very sombering because you know I knew going into it that this place was going to have a lot of weight and seeing those artifacts, seeing that it was blocked off, seeing a lot of people leave different things there, the taggings, the the art on the streets, the arts on the walls. It really showed, I feel like very rarely do like human people from different walks of life kind of gather for a particular thing, right? A lot of it's sports, right? We could say people of different walks of life gather for sports. Um, but this was non-sports, especially too, because sports at this time in the world had paused. There was nothing going on. People were watching, you know, uh, what was that documentary, The Last Dance? And, and there wasn't a lot going on at this time during 2020. And so when people saw that video, you know, it went viral. And there was the riots, obviously, in Minneapolis. But then there was protests all across the country. There was a lot of misinformation being spread. Um just a lot of different things going on but to actually go to that site I, I felt like there was a lot of strong emotions that was pulled out of me that I hadn't necessarily felt before especially reading all those different things seeing the pictures of George Floyd seeing the pictures of other people that were there well it's got to feel surreal I mean I feel this feels super surreal and I'm just looking at photos I mean right. some of the stuff you have a keen eye for photography by the way you Thank took you. you took some photos of just some very like I don't know yeah, I, you know, I, rec I I think there's some things that stick with you longer, right? I, I think, I don't know if you got to the cardboard piece that says something along the lines where, you know, if you're willing to use force instead of reasoning. Yes, as it was an African like proverb. Yeah. yeah. So it's just kind of interesting, the different things that were left there. There used to be a bus stop there, and it's interesting, too, that, that bus stop, you know, got uh, covered in different paintings and taggings. And all kinds of stuff. Uh, I think, I don't know if I, I you saw the picture. I made it to the Mall of America now. Yeah. I don't know if you saw, I'll scroll back really quick. Um, one of the first pictures I think I took was in the bus stop. 
and look it says address of the killer or of a killer and then it proceeds to have an actual address right like seven you know there's a number 17th street and i'm assuming that's of derek chauvin right the officer who did kill george floyd it could be it could be not it could be an old address it could be an address of somebody else who may have killed somebody uh using unnecessary force as a police officer but um all of it was just very heavy you know i didn't i didn't think i was gonna cry i'm not a crier um i didn't feel like i was gonna cry but it it, it I definitely felt heavy you know what i mean there was a lot of moments where I had to like kind of take a deep breath and kind of just there was points where I just wanted to take pictures of everything, but I kind of had to remember this is a memorial and I didn't want to like be disrespectful either. And you know, at the time when I when I when I first got there, I was the only one there too, so I kind of felt weird, like oh, like not weird, but like when you're the only one somewhere, you're kind of like whoa, like oh, you're on hallowed ground, right? And then other like there was a family, like a lady in her family of like three or four kids, you know, and there were two of them were teenagers, two of them were younger, and. You know, there she was kind of showing them different things too, and it was just kind of interesting to see. I mean, like you said, you saw the flowers, you saw the posters, you saw the different art uh, on the side of the walls. Everything kind of just changed, and I got some really cool pictures on my film camera too. I'll be posting those. Yeah, uh, I'll you, show you those. Plug your. Uh, <laughs> sorry, this may be a weird segue, but plug your your little film yeah, yeah, yeah. Instagram account that you've got. It's super cool, dude. I mean. I, th I think it's corny when I see you liking your own <laughs> secondary account, but I like what you do with that secondary account. I think it's super cool. So it's Noah's period film adventures, just Noah's film adventures on Instagram. Uh, I just really like posting my film stuff on there. I could post it on my regular feed, but I don't. It, it's no, I like this. I like it. You should keep it separate because yeah. you take a lot. Of, you're one of the very few people that I know mm -hmm. that takes film photos. Yeah. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Thanks, man. So after the George Floyd Memorial, I hop on the bus again to take to the Mall of America because that's where that uh, bus route takes. And um, Now, what exactly is the Mall of America? <laughs> Even I'm not familiar. Hold on. Can I tell this story, though? Because this story itself, like, I, I was thinking about not telling it because it's one of those things where, like, so when you're watching a movie, right, there's a main plot, right? And you're watching this person, you know, whether it's a, an action movie or a romantic comedy, like, there's a main plot, you know. Character A and character B have to solve this to get to that. And I feel like, you know, this wasn't a main plot of my trip, right? There was a lot of things that I did that I would consider my main plot. But this was just like a weird little like subplot that like almost got really fucking heavy, right? So I'm taking the bus. I get on uh, after the George Floyd Memorial. And there's this group of, I would say, oh, it was 16 age girls. And I'm assuming all of them. 16 aged? Teenage girls, yeah. 16 teenage girls. Six. Six teenage girls. Yes. Oh, that's a pack. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, that's a pack. pack. That's scary. Big pack. That's scary. Yes. And so um, they're sitting on the bus, and it's a, one of those double-decker buses. Not double-decker, a double bus. So it's like, like the accordion thing in the middle? Yeah, there's the accordion thing in the middle. Exactly. You know what I'm talking about. So they're sitting past the accordion thing, and I sit two chairs or two rows behind them. And then after two stops, uh, a homeless man who also looks like he happens to be on drugs because he's, he's talking to himself. He's immediately like yelling at things. And when he hops on, everyone kind of just ignores him. And for about like two to three minutes, like no one kind of says anything to him. But he's yelling things, right? And I have my headphones in. Other people have their headphones in, minding their own business. There's a lot of people on this bus. But I think it's – I think we're all accustomed now to people – on drugs on buses and, and public areas you know what i mean i just kind of think nothing of it now he starts rambling a little bit about those group of girls 
and not so much like directly at them. He's just like, ah, look at these fucking teenagers, blah, blah, blah. You know, just, I can't even know exactly. I don't remember exactly what he said, but he was talking somewhat about them, but also just rambling here and there, right? He just happened to mention them a couple times. And so there was one girl, she had dreads. And I would say most of them, I would say of the six, four of them looked like they were juniors and seniors. Two of them looked younger. Like two of them looked like they were freshmen or sophomores, or maybe they just looked younger looking juniors and seniors. But I'm assuming, you know, they're in that 16 to 17 range. And um, one of the girls, so the, this, oh, oh sorry, the, the, the drug person who looked like he was on drugs was sitting across from me on the same row, but across, right? Across the little middle path. And so the girl who's in front of me, she turns around and says, what'd you say? And he's like, nothing. I wasn't talking to you. I mind your own business. You know what I mean? And he's just blabbering stuff. And something must have been pissing her off that day because she was ready to start a fight. And basically the next 20 minutes just turns into complete chaos because all of a sudden, you know, she kind of has a mouth and she's like, yeah, that's what I thought. Cause he was like, ah, oh, you know, mind your business. I'm not talking to you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that's what I thought. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. And the old man proceeds to just kind of keep, again, just talking to himself. He's cussing at like, I, I remember he mentioned like a couple people's names and then he was talking about like, ah, oh, there's a fucking car and blah, blah, blah. And then he, again, he mentions the girls again. And he's kind of like, oh, fucking, like, these fucking girls, like, what are they doing? Like, why are they so snappy like that? You know what I mean? Whatever. And, and he's like kids these days. And the girl's like, okay, now you're talking about us again, right? Like, you shut the fuck up, old man. And she's just like, and now she's standing, right? And one of her friends, like, kind of, like, walks up and gets in front of them. So, like, she's in between them. Um, but this is all happening right in front of me, right? Like I said, the girls are in front of me. The old man is to the right of me. And they're kind of just drawing back and forth. And the old man is spewing, like, ah, oh, I'm not talking to you, blah, blah, blah. And so she, she could kind of get closer. This girl who's really agitated, trying to pick a fight. She's like, yeah, you, you know what? You want to keep talking, old man? Like, I'll smack the fuck out of you. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're an old man. Like, I'll, I'll smack, I dare you. Like, I dare you, you know what I mean? Keep talking shit and blah, blah, blah. And she just keep going. Like, you can tell the old man, he, he eventually slowed down. Like, he stopped talking. And, like, she's, like, keep running her mouth and just keep agitating and, and, and what's the word I'm looking for? Adding fuel to the fire. Instigating. Instigating. She's instigating now at this point, right? She's no longer defending herself. She's instigating. And... And then it kind of diffused, and so she sits back down, and then she, well, she, they were eating a bag of Funyuns, right? And I, I didn't see them eat the Funyuns, but they had a bag of Funyuns on them. She crumbles it up and throws it at the old man. She turns around and throws it in his direction. Now, the bag of Funyuns is empty. It, like, floats on his, like, lap. Doesn't hit him, obviously, but, like, you know what I mean? Super disrespectful, right? And that... Everything up until that point, I was like, oof, like that's, this is getting kind of heated, but it seemed like it diffused, right? But then again, instigating, throws the Funyun bag, and now, now shit gets heavy, right? Because he's like, he didn't say anything, but then the next thing you know, I kind of looked over, like I looked away from him, I'm just like, oh shit, like hope that thing happens, right? And maybe like 30 seconds go by and nobody says anything, right? She's laughing with her friends, thinking it's funny, haha. <clears throat> he throws the Funyun bag like down in front of him on the floor. I didn't even notice, like, he had a small bag with him that he came onto the bus, and he pulls out this fucking glass bottle, Jacob, like a Coca-Cola, like, a, you know how those Mexican Cokes and those tall bottles? He pulls one of those out, and he just starts, like, banging it, like, a little, you know how people have, like, what they, when they have a bat, and they're ready to do some damage with it, like, they bang it into their hand, 
He starts doing that with the glass bottle. Very like, menacing. Yeah, very menacing. Exactly. That's the fucking word. I knew you would have a word for it. I'm just like, oh, fuck. Like, he has a fucking bottle. Like, I am so... Like, at this point now, I'm so fucking scared. There's a kid who's behind me and to the right. So, he's behind the, uh, the old man. And we look at each other like, oh, fuck. Because we both see him have the glass bottle. I don't think the girls had seen it, right? And eventually, one of the girls, I think, points to the girl who was agitated and instigating. And she looks back and she's like, oh, now you have an old... Like, now you have a fucking bottle old man and so she walks up <laughs> and she gets into his face and she's standing up and pressing him and basically like you ain't shit like you ain't gonna hit me you fucking bitch i dare you to fucking hit that me with that bottle i'll smack the fuck out of you and you ain't gonna leave this bus alive and blah 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 she's going off like her like one of her friends is trying to hold her back we get to a bus stop the bus driver stops the bus opens the doors and then he walks back here and you know he's trying to best to kind of de-escalate the situation and he's trying to kick the the girl off the bus just the one girl because and the only reason is because he saw her throw the funyun bag right he's like that's not cool you can't be throwing things and um <clears throat> but she's obviously super disrespectful like i dare you to kick me off this bus you ain't gonna do shit blah 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 she's instigating with everybody now right she's just mad at the world it's her against the world <laughs> basically yeah. dog and and her friends you know, her friends did a good job of staying at it with the old, you know, drug addict. But then with the bus driver, they were all, like, teaming up on him. And they're like, oh, you ain't going to do shit. Yeah, you ain't going to do shit. Like, what are you going to do? Like, call the police. We dare you. Blah, blah, blah. And so they're like, all six of them are going at it with the bus driver. So this is happening on a crowded bus. This is happening on a crowded bus, Are people dog. making remarks or saying anything as this is unfolding? No one's saying anything. No, A lot of people are making faces. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Kind of like that. The hand looking, trying to look away, kind of like a side eye. You're like, oh, fuck, you know? And I'm. this is happening right in front of me, too. Like, at a certain point, I thought, like, if this old man, like, like, like gets up and, like, threatens to hit her with the bottle, I'm going to step in front of it, at least to, like, stop the old man. Because I don't want I don't want to see that, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, that shit would be traumatizing, you know? You would think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was just, oh, my God, I was trying to play in scenarios in my head. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then part of me felt bad for not acting sooner or trying to de-escalate the situation but i didn't want the that girl she was so agitated i don't want her to turn it on me either and so anyways uh eventually the bus driver is unsuccessful in kicking them off so he returns back to his seat and he's on the phone with somebody uh, i'm assuming what is the police um eventually things kind of cool down between the agitated girl and the old man now there was one girl of the six who had common sense and she walks off the bus and she's trying to convince all the five other ones to get off the bus she's like hey he's probably calling somebody like let's let's get off the bus now and just hop on the next one and all the girls are like nah what the fuck are you crazy blah 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 you know what i mean like but that one girl with common sense she kind of stayed out there um there was two girls who went to go talk to the bus driver and it seemed like they had a calm sense to them and they were trying to reason with the bus driver but then they came back and it looked like they were unsuccessful i couldn't hear them because i was further back right but then you know the other five went to the bus driver one of them being the agitated girl and it's funny because then i think like two or three of them were talking to the bus driver trying to plead their case and while the agitated girl who really started all of this and who threw the funyun bags she was further back and like one of the girls it was an older lady right i would say like older 40s maybe young 50s she had some gray in her hair she came onto the bus during that stop and so i think she kind of made a remark i can i couldn't hear it because they were in now the front part of the bus but she made a remark to that at girl who started all this 
And then she started going off on him. She's like, oh, how dare you? Like, you fucking talking shit to me? Blah, blah, blah. Like, and now I can hear her. And she's like, how dare you? Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. I'll smack the shit out of you. I don't care if you're elder, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, like, the older lady's doing a nice job. of just kind of, like, she's trying to walk away from the situation. But the girl's, like, on her back, basically, like, yelling in her ear. And it, it just looks so nasty, dog. Like, it's looking fucking, it's looking bad now at this point. And eventually, like, her other four friends that were up there talking to the bus driver, they kind of do a good job of, like, holding her back. And eventually, all five of them get off uh, with the other one that was already out there. But again, this was over the span of, like, 25, 30 minutes, dog. Uh, the police hadn't showed up, at least by the time. Because once they got off, he closed the doors and he fucking took off, right, the bus driver. Um, I didn't see any police cars in the vicinity coming soon. So I don't know if he called the police on and them. And the crazy old man... Crazy old man stayed there. He stayed there with. He put the glass bottle back in his backpack. Wow! It was just. Oh my god! It was crazy, Jacob. Like, it, like I said, that was like that was like a little movie, dog. Like I was really scared of what was gonna happen. You know what I mean? I mean, I would be too. Because I didn't know if this old man was gonna fight a girl and then crack the bottle open on somebody, and and then God knows what would happen after that. You know what I mean? And, and clearly they had no respect for that bus driver. He wasn't gonna break up shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, they had no respect for the bus driver. <laughs> so, holy oh, shit, dog! Dang. Like, I could have spent like much more time on that, but I'll try and make it quick. Like, that was that was that was an interesting part of my fucking trip. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> at any point, did this girl look at you? No, and and part of me, because like you know, I work with high schoolers, right? So I I felt like she was around the age that I work with, and. Part of me felt like, oh, man, I could probably say something to kind of de-escalate the situation. But who knows? You know, like at a certain point, I was like, damn, she's just agitated as fuck. Like, I don't want her to turn that agitation towards me. I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to be yelled at by a pack of teenage girls either or a one angry teenage girl. Yeah. I don't even want to be yelled at by a woman now. (laughs) Exactly, (laughs) dog. Teenage girl. Exactly, dog. So, man, I hope those girls, you know, like they're fucking doing better now hopefully you I know hope I mean? they don't continue to get kicked off of public yeah. transportation yeah for real man respect your bus drivers and thank your bus, bus drivers, drivers and thank your bus drivers so that was that that was on the way to the mall of america as you saw there were some pictures of the mall of america and um it's the biggest mall in america right you were asking what it is the biggest mall like it's the it, there's no malls bigger in texas and any other state it's the biggest mall in fucking america is it Let bigger me, than the stonewood mall yeah yeah it's bigger than, i don't even know what the stonewood mall is mm-hmm. is that like in pico Mm-mm. whittier cerritos cerritos oh okay oh yeah, yeah cerritos mall is pretty big but this is nowhere near that let me just tell and this is all indoors too right because it's an indoor mall, right? You're, you're not going to have an outdoor mall where it fucking snows in the winter. Well, I think that makes it a swap meet. <laughs> I think if your well, mall is outside, I think that makes it a swap meet. No, no, because like Cerritos, you know what I mean? Like Cerritos Mall, like there's a big buildings with stores, but then you can like walk across the street and there's another big building with stores. Does that make sense? Like this is all. Oh, yes, but the stores are still inside. You're right. In my opinion, if something is considered a mall, I think you have to be indoors. No, you're right. I, I guess because the what I'm Citadel is, you could is be, called the outlets. What I'm saying is, you could be in two different places of the Cerritos Mall and have to get to the other one, and you would have to walk outside, right? Well, that's just a big mall, right? But I'm saying you don't have to do with that in the Mall of America because everything's connected to this main hub. Okay. And so, just to give the idea, 
of how big this shit is. There's a aquarium. It's the biggest aquarium in the state of Minnesota. Inside? Inside the mall. Oh, wow. There's an amusement park, and this amusement park is Nickelodeon-themed. It has, like, I walked around it. It had, like, at least, like, 16 roller coasters and different games. And so it's, it's, a, it's like, a, it's a theme park. You know what I mean? It's not like some little rinky-dink hole-in-the-wall shit. Like, this is a real theme park. So this is what the people of Minneapolis, Minnesota do for fun, huh? I guess fucking so. Then there's a miniature golf course inside the mall. Okay, that's cool. There's a laser tag and arcade place. That's rad. There's a movie theater. Yeah, this is what people do in Minnesota. <laughs> there's a, a little, there's a Lego store oh, that also yeah. has like like Legos that are loose and you can kind of just oh, play fuck with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right, cool. And then there's fucking over 400 stores and over 200 different restaurants and places to eat at. Oh, this is exactly what people in Minnesota do. <laughs> yeah, dude. This You're describing this place? Huge. This is the cultural and social hub of all that is Minneapolis. Isn't yes. It? Yeah. Yes, dog. Like, this is where you're taking your first date. Yeah. This is where you're getting your first kiss. This is where this you're is getting where your you're, first blowjob. Yeah, you're copying your first fucking feel. This this place is probably where <laughs> dreams are made to come true. Right. And to think, you know, obviously I, I went in July, so it's the summer. There's a lot of people in there. But I'm sure a lot of people go in there in the winter, too, to escape the cold. Right? Sure, they you, have central you know heating I mean? and air. Um, yeah, exactly. So, you know what I mean? It's, it just seemed like it's the hub where you could do a bunch of things and kind of just get away from the weather, whether it's hot and humid, whether it's raining, it's snowing, whatever. You can go to the Mall of America and there's a bunch of shit out there to do. And um, it's it was crazy. So I decided, because I'm crazy, I decided, I'm like, oh, yeah, I could, I'm going to try and walk all three levels. By the time I got to, like, the third level and I started walking it, I was so hungry. Uh, I had to give up. It's a good thing there's a restaurant. Right, yeah. Oh, restaurants. Oh, right. There was restaurants. Um, I ended up only just because I wanted to actually get a restaurant uh, in the city because uh, I had uh, an idea of what I wanted to eat. So I just ended up getting a bagel with cream cheese at this like coffee shop. You could get a bagel with cream <laughs> cheese anywhere. You should have gotten like. Well, but I had but that wasn't my dinner. That was just like my snack. You know what I mean? Um, but at that point, I was pretty tired. I had bought a couple souvenirs. Uh, I bought myself some stickers and some patches and some other small little trinkets there to take home and buy for other people i bought myself a long sleeve shirt oh, nice. and then uh yeah and then pretty much then i go back to the airbnb i have some dinner where did i have dinner that night i didn't take a picture of my meal oh was this sad yeah this was Saturday. so this is where so i wanted to okay so this is where things get a little interesting right uh saturday i wanted to go to this lebanese deli right and it was on this tv show that my mom watches you know, I looked it up. I was like, cool. So they say that they're closing at 8.30. I plan ahead. I'm leaving at like 6.45. I get to the restaurant at 7.30-ish. Like right before 7.30. And as I get there, I notice it's kind of dead. And I'm like, hey, like, are you guys still open? And she's like, oh, yeah. Like, we have deli items, but, like, we don't have, like, food. Like, we can't serve you, like, dinner. And I was like, oh, that, that's kind of whack. You know what I mean? And so I was really bummed, but I audibled really quick. I took a scooter across the river because that place was across the river. So I crossed the river back to where my Airbnb was, closer to the, the downtown area. And this is where I end up at, oh, what was the restaurant called? What was the restaurant called? Fuck, I forgot what the restaurant was called. But this is where I end up at that place where there was a bunch, there was a big party of drunk 30-year-olds. And uh, I would say there's about like 14 to 16 people. Um, as soon as I, I, I didn't even get to the door yet. I'm walking outside this restaurant. And a guy pulls up to me. He's a big white dude, like six foot, you know, probably like 210 pounds. And you can tell he's drunk. And he walks up to me, puts his arm around my shoulders. 
He's like, bro, you're my freaking N-word. And he says the N-word. Like, he doesn't. But he's white. Like, he's white as fuck. And I was like, what? And I, I'm, I'm kind of confused. But then, like, very quickly, I'm like, oh, he's drunk. And then he's just like, man, like, I miss you, homie. Like, I hope you're doing good. Like, you're going to have a good time in there. You know what I mean? Because I'm walking into, like, the door. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, thanks, man. And I just kind of dap him up. And then I was like, whatever. And I just, I just walked through the door. I'm like, I got to get out of here, you know? Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I go into the bar and grill. And um, I sit down in the bar. It's really cool. It, it's, it's a nice little quaint place. Uh, I ended up ordering some lobster mac and cheese and I had a few drinks. I had a few, I think I had a beer. No, I had two different beers. Yeah. And, um, anyways, this entire night though, as I'm there, there's just a bunch of weird chicanery that's going on, dog. So chicanery, chicanery. Yeah. You ever heard of that word? I have heard of that word. Okay. Is that, am I using that right? Commotion? I can't speak if you're using the word chicanery. Right? I'm just more surprised that you used the word chicanery. Hey, I'm trying to I'm trying to be up on your level. You know what I mean? Using these big fancy words, adding to my vocabulary. I, I, okay, all right, we're gonna move past that. Continue. On. So, anyways, oh shit, hold on, real quick. I'm gonna pause this because my my laptop's about to die. All right, we'll take a small inter session. Back here on the podcast. Sorry about that, folks. Laptop battery died. Things Almost die. Died. Yeah, things die. Things die. So such is life. Such is life. So just kind of finish up this Saturday night at this bar and grill. Talking about all this chickenery. Chicken. Chicken. <laughs> Were there chickens all over the place? <laughs> it felt like it. Um, and, and from what proceeds to happen over the next like two hours, are there's a bunch of drunk thirty year olds, and I later learned that they're. There we go. Celebrating uh, a man's divorce. I didn't end up meeting this man. I don't know who got divorced, <laughs> but there was like, of this party of 16, I would say there was like nine dudes, seven girls, and everyone was drunk out of their minds. Like, no one looked sober or even like. They must have really not liked this man's wife. I guess so, right? Like, or damn. Wife. Right? And so, anyways, I was talking to the bartender, right, when I first got a beer, and this other drunk dude, he comes up. And he, he kind of just like butts in and he's like, yo, like, and he tossed my shoulder and he's like, yo, like, see this bartender right here? And I was like, yeah, and I forgot her name. But she's like, yeah, like, man, I've had a crush on her for the past eight years and I've been trying to sleep with her and she, she won't give me nothing. She, she won't even give me a hug. And she's like, oh my God, like, she's kind of embarrassed, but she's older too. Like, she'd look like at least like in her upper 40s, you know what I mean? Like, she had some wrinkles and a little bit of grays. Still like an attractive white woman, but like older. Not and this guy's a white woman, just not an attractive woman. She's an attractive white woman. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and I don't know. It was just it was just kind of funny. There was a lot of interactions like that. People just these people were drunk and they were going up to random strangers and just kind of like butting into their conversation, butting into their parties. Nothing crazy like intrusive or disrespectful by any means, but it was just kind of interesting to kind of see them interact. There was a point where I was eating my lobster mac and cheese, and there was a family of three next to us. Right, it was like two. It was two parents and then a a, a kid, their daughter. And um, anyways, this these two girls kind of like wedgie on between us, and I'm just kind of like, oh okay, like. But there wasn't that much room to begin with, so it's kind of like weird. We're kind of scooting over, and both one girl is drunk and the other girl is not as drunk, and. Uh, the drunk girl was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm totally, like, budging in between you guys. And she apologized to me and to the other family, right? But then, you know, I, I think she's cute, but she was with the guy, like, making out with him earlier. So, you know, that was out of the ta- off the table. But she was with the girl, 
and basically like she tries to play cupid and she's like oh my gosh like you're here by yourself and i was like yeah i'm like, here by myself blah 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 i make up some lie that i'm like visiting a friend but he's working right now and so and she's like oh, okay Why like lie? you could have just said i'm visiting from california yeah i could have i don't know i it's fun sometimes to lie but i shouldn't i shouldn't you're right but anyways <laughs> but she's like oh well like my friend's single and she's looking for like somebody right and i was like oh okay like that's cool and then we you know her she introduced her friend to me and i you know we make a couple conversation points just small talk really you know what i mean and then i give her my number um is this gonna be another lupita no it's not gonna be a lupita this, I, did, I got her number no this is not a lupita is this lupita times two no this is this not time, minneapolis version <laughs> no it's not a lupita she, she was like a half asian girl really pretty um do you yeah. remember her name i have her number in my freaking text messages so i can pull it up right now that was not the question that i asked but i don't remember her name okay no. all right <laughs> Well, you heard it here first. Gloria. Gloria. A Gloria. Her name was a Gloria. Now, a Gloria? No, just Gloria. Oh, oh. <laughs> she, she name was like, just Gloria. So anyways. What? You <laughs> said a Gloria. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. stretcher. So, Gloria and her friend leave for a little bit, and they come back. And then and you're still there. I'm still there. We're talking. I'm still working on my lobster mac and cheese. Jesus it's, Christ! It's how a big, big is bowl. this bowl? It was a big bowl. And I had how to take slow some. Do you eat? I had to take some home, dog. It was like too big, and it was like a very like they left for 30 seconds and then came back. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought you meant they really left quick. for an extended period. No, nah, no, nah, it was like not even a minute, and okay. they came back. And then her friend, right, the cuter one that had all these tattoos and stuff, she was like, "Hey, like, so Gloria's like just going through a bad breakup right now. She's kind of looking for somebody, you know." And I was like, "Oh, okay, like." And then they're asking a little bit more questions, but, you know, they asked me, and I was like, like, yeah, I'm, like, from California. And she's like, oh. And I was like, oh, what's that mean? Like, you know what I mean? And Gloria was like, well, I'm kind of looking for, like, a relationship, you know what I mean? I'm not looking for just, like, a hookup. And I was like, oh, okay, well, obviously, but like. didn't she just get out of a bad relationship? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking in my head. And also, she's at a bar, like. You got to be quick on your toes, kid. You're not quick enough. I'm not. Not as quick as you, my boy. Oh, I, reti- that, I retired that part of it. <laughs> I'm just saying, though, you, you still got that quickness in you. A natural instinct. Whatever you say. <laughs> the, I, there should be like a franchisings. Franchisings? <laughs> uh, I, I retire that part of my life. Okay. Fair, fair. So, anyways, <laughs> um, that, that was pretty much it with Gloria. I mean... We, we made a couple other conversation here and there. Like I said, I had her number, so I texted her later that night, and I texted her later that weekend. Um, she ended up, after I finished my mac and cheese, or I boxed it to go, I didn't finish it, but I boxed it to go. <laughs> and like, I'm finishing my last beer, and like, Gloria kind of like pulled me to the side. She's like, hey, like, come over here, I want to show you something. I was like, okay, and like. Did she pull her shirt up? Nah, she uh, didn't. That would've been cool. I wish she did. That would've but, been cool. You know, we, we went out around the corner, Exchange some secrets. Exchange some secrets. There, okay. you, I, I like that. We exchanged some secrets, and that was it. You know, it was a, a little quick moment, and I enjoyed it. And I mean, dude, you're you're a young, attractive, <laughs> single male, and the jewel that is Minneapolis. Yeah, the land of ten thousand lakes, over ten thousand lakes. I mean, <laughs> fuck. Who needs Vegas? A lot of wetness out there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs Vegas? So, anyways, that that was fun. I ended up going home like at 12 
Uh, or maybe it was like 11. Just to be clear, he ended up going home alone with his lobster. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just me, my lobster, mac and cheese. You know what I mean? The mac and cheese does make that squishy sound. So, like, I have. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there before you go any further. So then we move on to Sunday, right? Sunday was cool. A lot of traveling. But I had planned a trip to Milwaukee for the day. Now, Milwaukee is about the distance of L.A. to San Francisco. Uh, it was about a five-hour. I took the bus in the morning because I was trying to look at flights. Flights are really expensive. Wait, you took the bus all the way to Milwaukee? It was a Greyhound bus, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just like how I took the Greyhound to Sacramento, though. How many hours was that? Five and a half. To get to Milwaukee? Yep. Oh, my goodness, Batas. Yeah. And what time did your bus leave? Oh, my gosh. You're going to laugh at this. It fucking left at six in the morning, dog. And what time did you get home from the bar? Like 1130. Uh, that's a pretty early night. Yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't say like, I wasn't going to stay till two. And you you did this. No, you're like Alec. What, <laughs> how do you do this to yourself? Hey, man, you only live once, man. I mean, why didn't you just rent a car again? Oh, I could, I could, no, but the rent a car would have been more expensive, I think, for the day, especially too, because I mean, I'm I was sure the, it would have, but you, you're sacrificing a little bit of pay for your comfort. Nah, I think this was still the best option. Even driving there would have taken me four and a half, almost five. Okay, so and then I would have it. I would have to drive still like at seven in the morning to get there before game time. What time was game time? I think it was a noon game. Okay? It was one. Okay, wow. Yeah. My goodness, no. Okay, so you take this bus at 6 a.m. Yeah. Were there a lot of people on this Greyhound? Yeah, there was a good amount. There was, you know, okay, first of all, you know what's crazy about this Greyhound? Because we make four stops, right? Uh, three of the stops, no, four, no, two of the stops were in small, middle of fuck nowhere towns in Wisconsin. At any point, did you ever ask yourself, what the fuck am I doing? Nah, I was, da- dude, I was down for the adventure, dog. So I was you, so excited. So you knew your end goal was to go to the Brewers game? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I was super excited. And I, I, I traveled. I didn't even travel with anything. I had the clothes on my back, a hat. The wallet in your pocket? The wallet in my pocket, sunglasses. And, and the that was spunk it. in your step. And the spunk in my step. Everyone else had bags and shit. I, I just hopped on with nothing. You are truly a miraculous man. Yeah. I would not and could not do that. The, the one funny thing I'll point about the stops, because we stopped in these small towns... They weren't even bus stops, dog. They were just like McDonald's. Like we pulled up into a McDonald's parking <laughs> lot, and there was people waiting in the grass lot area. That was just the agreed upon designated. <laughs> it's a wow. designated spot for that town. Wow. They hop on. They show their ticket. Can you remember the names of these towns? Fuck no, no, <laughs> hell no, dog, wow. hell no. But you know what's crazy is there was surprising. So each time we had like 15 minutes to use the restroom, maybe get something to eat. The bus driver will get like a coffee or whatever. But anyways, I would go into these McDonald's to use the restroom. And bro, every McDonald's that I, we stopped at had fucking like families of Mexicans. Like, or like, I don't know if they were Mexican, but families of Hispanics. And I was just like, what the fuck are these Hispanics doing in the middle of Wisconsin at 8.30 in the morning at this McDonald's? It's quite obvious. <laughs> Becoming U.S. citizens. I guess. That's far from the border, man. I couldn't do it. It's too cold up there. Too cold up there. (laughs) So that was fun. Okay, Um, so you get to Milwaukee. Get to Milwaukee at 12. Take a lift from the bus station to the game. uh, Get to the game. Maybe like 20 minutes before first pitch. Ended up buying myself a Brewer's Bucket Hat. Really nice. It's blue. You have a Brewer's Bucket Hat? I have a Brewer's. Do you have a photo of this? Yeah, I do. I do, I do, I do. Uh, Now, as you're pulling that up, um, how would you describe 
the ballpark there. So first of all, it's not nice. called it's not called Miller Park anymore. It's called American Love Family Mike. Field. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. That was a fucking weird sneeze. But anyways, um, this ballpark was incredible. I thought it was ten out of ten, way better than fucking Target Field. Not no disrespect to Target Field. Target Field is a nice field, but I'm gonna still call it Miller Park because the Uber driver called it Miller Park. Uh, he was reluctant to add to the new family or the new name. Now, where would you rate formerly Miller Park, formerly known as Miller Park, with the uh, other ballparks that you've been to? A quick ranking. So I've been to eleven, right? Um, quick ranking: St. Louis Cardinals still number one. Uh, Padres, number two. Uh, Petco Park, right? Chase Field, I'm going to throw at number three. And I'm going to give the nod at four to Miller Park or American Family Field, the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium. May I ask for simple bias reasons? Where does Dodger Stadium fare in all of this? Uh, so let me just continue. I think I think I want to say eight or nine. Um, well, that's disappointing. Yeah, because the backdrop isn't as beautiful, and it, it's just not the same, right? So I, I would say Miller Park is four. Kansas City is five. No. Yeah, Kansas City would be five. Kauffman Stadium. Kauffman Stadium. Six. No, actually, you know what? Scratch that. AT&T Park, five. Kauffman Stadium, six. Um, I'd probably put Target Field, seven, then... The Globe Life Stadium, I think it is, Texas Rangers. I'd put them 8, Dodger Stadium 9, Angel Stadium 10, Oakland A's 11. Well, that's racist. <laughs> we're we're going to keep it going. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, Dodger Stadium, while it has a really good atmosphere, you know, if we're just going atmosphere, it's probably in the top three that I went to. But overall, like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for, like, those photo moments right and like again i like to go on the top deck behind home plate and what are you looking out to right st louis is beautiful because you see the arch and you see the downtown it's fucking phenomenal nothing like it Petco park you've kind of seen it right it's you're in the downtown one day i will get over my hatred of the san diego padres and i will go with you yeah and griffin and we will go watch a padres i hope so i i truthfully will and i I gotta i think i gotta start ticking off the california stadiums before i Start trying to venture outwards, you know? You should. And um, Dodger Stadium, nothing disrespectful. Like I said, atmosphere is great. But you look out, you see hills. The downtown's actually behind the Dodger Stadium. So I, I don't know. I feel like that part of it's not that great. It's an older stadium, too. You know, come on. Like, it's not. When you look at these other stadiums that I've been to, they're Why a little don't bit they more just newer. Take Bikini Bottom and, and turn it around. Dude, that'd be awesome. I, I don't know if you've actually ever parked in that. You know how there's the main parking lot, like the big one for Dodger Stadium, but then there's that little, uh, you drive up a hill? Yes. For the, the additional parking? If you actually park there and you're at night, you can see downtown LA beautifully from that spot. That's actually a really great place. <clears throat> so. How did you get back to Minneapolis? I flew. So after the game was <laughs> over, first of all. <laughs> so oh, check this out, right? Were there no ticket deals to for there and back? No, that's what I'm saying. The tickets there were fucking expensive, dog. All the flights were starting at 400 bucks. And to get home, what did you pay? I paid 180. Wow, that is it's significantly different, right? That is so substantially I was gonna, cheaper. I wasn't gonna pay 600 bucks for the flights there and back. I, that's why I was 
trying really hard to find a way to get there to Milwaukee because that was going to be my biggest hurdle. Um, I ended up doing it. Milwaukee game ends. I have about an hour to kill in the downtown Milwaukee. For some reason, it was super dead on a Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. Like, stores were closed. Restaurants were closed. I did get to go to the... Uh, that borders Lake Michigan, Milwaukee borders Lake Michigan, and I was able to see some of that lake, and then next thing you know, it was time to go. How would you describe the fan bases that you encountered in Minnesota and the Milwaukee Brewers? How, how were the people around you? What did you think of your, your seatmates? Yeah, uh, so Milwaukee... I sat on the third base side <laughs> while there was a lot of... Because they were playing the Reds, and the Reds fans actually traveled pretty well. I don't think Ohio, Cincinnati's not that far. So there was a good amount of Reds fans sitting on third base side. And um, I thought it was good back and forth between... Because there was moments in the game where... It was a low-scoring game, but there was moments where both fan bases got excited. And there was point, especially with Ellie De La Cruz... You know, the Reds fan base were chanting, Ellie, Ellie, and it was loud enough in the stadium to where you could hear it. I was like, I'm oh, actually shit. really excited. Lauren and I were going on what month are we in? July. Yeah. We're going July 29th when the Dodgers are going to retire Oral Hershiser into their Ring of Fame. Yeah. Or Hall of Honor or something. So just basically something significant. And there's going to be a bobblehead commemorating Hershiser, and they're playing the Cincinnati Reds. And I'm, actually, I'm actually excited. That's a good team. To see. Ellie De La Cruz, Jonathan India, Matt McLean. I'm also hoping uh, Abbott. Andrew Abbott pitches? Yeah, Andrew Abbott yeah. pitches that night. That'll be kind of cool, too. That'd so be that, super dope when you got all three. Yeah, right? That'll, yeah. Be, that'll be pretty sweet. So I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a good little matchup. And then the game we're going to go to for the Fernando Valenzuela bobblehead, that'll be, against unfortunately, the against the Rockies. So yeah. Not a premier matchup, but ticket prices will be affordable. Right. But so, people do love Fernando, so we'll see. There's a plus into that. Um... I would say, just overall, I think the Target Fields fans were a little bit more passionate. I think, like, there was a little bit more rowdiness. You know, I heard a little bit more, like, ch- like you know, uh, what's that word? Chattering at the umps, stuff like that. Heckling. Heckling, you know what I mean? I also think, too, people... I mean, both teams are kind of middling, right? Like, they're both teams are at the top of their division, the AL and NL Central. But both those divisions are pretty weak, and they're kind of like only two or three games above 500. So you wouldn't say like the Brewers or the Twins are like one of the top five or even eight teams in the MLB. They just happen to be at the first place of their division at the time that I went to those games. I, w- I would give a slight edge to the Twins fans. Um, the one thing I will say, you know, I didn't get a chance to because, I, like I said, I only pulled up 20 minutes before the game. But what I liked about Miller Park was it was away from the city. And there was a big parking lot. It kind of reminded me of a football stadium because people were tailgating. Mm. Uh, people were, you know, had cars, RVs, tents, grilling, all kinds of stuff. And I thought that would have been really cool if I could have got there earlier and, you know, just maybe join some random person. I was just about to ask tailgate. you, did you attempt to join? Nah. You seem to think that's a thing that works. I, I think it's I, crazy, but <laughs> what do I know? I've never really tailgated in earnest. Yeah. So. I don't know. It would have just... Stay tuned. We might do it for week zero or week one of college football when USC plays Nevada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we'll we'll, try it. Well, it's 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 in the works. Ice JJ Fish, if you come through for us, 
we're tailgating. If not, catch us at Legend. Seriously, that'll be a cool meetup for our local listeners. Ooh. Right? I mean, I don't cool. know how many local listeners we have. Or <laughs> if meet up live, at Legends? Yeah. Yeah, meet up at Legends in downtown Long Beach, man. You'll find us there. That's like that video that recirculates on Twitter every now and then where it's like a DJ like spinning something on a balcony and there's like three friends like down yeah. under the street yeah. and they're like going yeah, hard to exactly it. That'll exactly be us. I mean, you'll, you'll, and you'll know it's us because you'll see one freakishly tall white man, <laughs> one uh, Afro-Latino man, and <laughs> one good-looking Italian man. <laughs> and we'll be drinking pints of beer and watching yeah. college football and being true sickos that day. So, yeah, I gotta, I gotta, you gotta remind me. I gotta get you some LSU gear. I gotta get you a cool LSU shirt from Homefield. Okay. Just, just for that Saturday. So you my birthday will stuff. be right before then. So yeah. That is true. Yeah. That, that is that is very valid. Okay. Size large. And pretend not to know the gift. Okay. <laughs> I won't know exactly what shirt it is. That's also valid. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna pick dealer's pick. Yeah. So I fly back to Minneapolis. Everything goes smoothly. Um, back to that shitty airport. Back to that shitty airport. Yes, fuck that airport. Um, <laughs> hey, we're allowed to say that LAX isn't nice. Right, right. And so then it's on to Monday. Monday comes and goes. I do rent Did a car. We battle. It was a battle. The, for me. Oh yeah. To pick you up. Yeah, it was a battle. Forty-five minutes to get out of that hellhole. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. That was crazy. It was. I, I felt like yeah, that was. I didn't get probably... home to one. <laughs> Till one, and your flight came in at ten thirty. It was worth it, man. You got a sticker. You got the bobblehead. I mean, you got a little. I mean, yeah, we shared some secrets. We, we, we did not kiss, but um, yeah, we, we had a good. Con- I mean, it was good conversation. I'm not mad at you. I'm more mad at the infrastructure of LAX than I am you. I mean, yeah. you would pick me up, so that's why right. I did it. But uh, yeah, I'm just. It was. It was. We battled Monday night. I mean, that was a fucking. I did not expect it to take that long, but. Again, it, it, it's only an affirmation that we do indeed live in a simulation because no way all those people Dude, on that date. There was thousands of people at LAX. I don't know I about thousands. Hundreds, a couple hundreds coming back in. I was saying like at least from like standing on the sidewalk that we drove around, at least like six, seven hundred. It was close, man. Maybe. I mean, there's just and, – and you know what? People, packs of people. People lack common decency mm-hmm. and common sense when it comes to driving, picking up, and dropping off. And it is just sometimes very frustrating. So I, I'm making a promise now. And Lauren, when you hear this, know this. And same thing for you. If we're ever going to fly anywhere, for once in my life, I want to experience the ease oh, John of Wayne. flying out of John, John Wayne. I, I really do. I've never had it yet. I've only – being dropped off at LAX ain't bad. Because you're just departing from the car. You let that poor schmuck deal with the traffic himself. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. when you have to pick that person up yeah. and you have to drop them off. That's truly a testament to your love for that person. Yeah. Because LAX is just not at all user-friendly. There's nothing about it at all that makes that experience enjoyable one fucking bit. And I'm not entirely sure if it's because it's the location and they're unable to make it user-friendly or it's just people being assholes. Right. I don't know. Too many assholes. But... I just... You're a tuber though, man, and I love you for it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, me and Larry got the job done, you know. Can't complain. Got to listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. We got to have a good conversation. I drove you to your mom's pad. Like, you know, it's, it's all all's well, ends well. And yes, you got to share your story with the podcast here for episode 91. Mm-hmm. Noah's Minneapolis Adventure. I like that. Yeah. I like how you... I mean, you didn't... It's like a marquee. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was nice. It or Noah's journey in the land of ten thousand plus lakes. <laughs> I like that one too. It's a little long, but you have something to work with. Yeah, but yeah, that was episode ninety-one. Uh, yes, this sir. week, 
will be a double feature. We are on a mission, I'd say, at this point now, a little under, I think, six Saturdays to go until college football kicks off. And the March to 100. Yeah, the March to 100 is very real now. I mean, fucking A, I would say two months ago, it seemed like one of those things we said. And I, I cannot believe, I mean, we're going to try our best to get a compilation of our best moments. Yeah. Uh, we really are. But even if we don't, I mean, I'm going to have a few things to say on episode 100. But I think above all else, I want to share, like, I just cannot believe we've gotten here. Yeah, and and like and that's through everything of moments of like, I didn't feel like recording. You didn't feel like recording. Life happens. Too upset, just tired. You know, there's yeah. Just I just want you people to understand, you listeners. Like I'm glad that you guys enjoy our content, and I'm very appreciative for those who listen and you know find enjoyment in us. But uh, you know, we do have a life. Like we don't get paid for this. This is no. purely. Out of the love of our hearts. Yeah, and joy and for and fun. You know, I get to see my best friend every week or every other week or whatever it is. You know. So thank you guys for tuning in. I can't believe we've gotten 100 episodes of, I don't know. We're not quite there yet, but. Chickenery? Chickenery. Chicanery? Chicanery. I'm going to look this up on, on dictionary.com. Chicanery. I think it's just chicanery. chicanery. Let's, let's look up this word. Okay. I've heard of it. I don't know the proper usage of it. But yeah, I just want to say mm-hmm. this week will be a double feature. So this episode will probably be out tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, and we'll have a special guest for you guys, like I said, in the middle of the week. Do, so. do we announce that now or do you want to keep it we a secret? We could. I, I feel like we'll, we'll keep it a secret just in case things don't go right. But Fair. I don't know. But I like the little... Whether or not it does or doesn't take, we will have a double feature this week just simply for the fact that we want to reach episode 100. Yeah. There will be plenty to talk about. I mean, there's a hell of a lot of baseball news, college football news going on mm-hmm. that we can talk North about. Northwestern news. Well, that's what I meant by <laughs> college football news. But yes, there, there is some unfortunate uh, ugliness in the college football landscape going on that we can talk about. But overall, guys, it's been a fun, fun journey. Mm-hmm. Episode 91, make sure you guys like subscribe follow the podcast wherever you're listening on we're on twitter at front row seat pod at front row seat pod during uh one of the intermissions that we had on this show pause i yes oh shit you mean really pause or just no 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 well don't really pause it i meant uh, trying to i posted a picture of jacob with the souvenirs hinting at a new episode on the way so again you know we, we try and we're not super active on there. Every now and then, Jacob remembers he has the fucking Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm logged in all the time. I just... <laughs> yeah, but sometimes... You don't really be tweeting on there a lot. I mean, no, I don't. Just because I have a hard time, like, you know... Yeah. I feel it, though. I, I don't know. But Chicanery. I... Oh. Okay. Let, let, let's let's try that again. Chicanery. 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 So Which... They put an emphasis on the aim. Chicanery. Yeah. Chicanery. That's the use of trickery to achieve a political, financial, or legal purpose. Ooh, so I don't think I used that right then. No, you didn't. But I like your effort, and I like the way that word sounds. But at least, hey, there you go. Your knowledge blast for episode ninety-one. <laughs> Chicanery. Know, know how to use your words. Chicanery. Chicanery. <laughs> I don't know what, what's humorous about that, but chicanery. chicanery. That's your word of the day and word of the episode. Brought to you by the Front Row C podcast, yes, where sir. C is for cookie and cookie is for me. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> episode ninety-one. Peace.